Before we jump into this episode, let's hear from our friend Nolan and every podcast I love is dead. Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. I am Matthew Thomas, and I can't believe this actual this episode of Super Cool Radio is actually happening. Please welcome from the great state of Texas. He created the awesome podcast, The Cognitive Discourse. He has a solo project, Among War, and co-hosts the Basic Ass Dudes podcast with my good friend Nolan Gunther. This is Joseph Carrasco. I am JFC. <laughs> What's up, man? have that that ring to it but all right, right. Not, I, I, and i'm nowhere near as, as athletic as rvd i'll sit on you like a rikishi more than i would rvd <laughs> that's good to know if anyone uh anyone out there is wondering his athletic ability there you go my butt just doesn't look as nice i got more of what you call like have you ever seen that episode on on hank hill when they when his pants come down and it looks like a frog butt no oh okay no. well that's that's me <laughs> Man, we're only about 50 seconds into this, and we're already off the rails. I told you, man. I'm the MVP of POD. <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out here on Super Cool Radio. If anyone's seen the, the last couple videos on my channel, uh, they know uh, we, we've been having you know some issues getting together and getting this done, so I'm glad we're actually uh, doing this. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to let it be known now, uh, the agent that he was referring to is actually uh, that guy back there who likes to lick his butt. So, um, you know, it's his fault for not letting me know. Um, I wasn't ignoring you. He just wasn't uh, doing his job, and I, I might have to fire him. Well, I I'm, I'm hope uh, you guys can work it out. And uh, he looks very comfortable, so I hope we don't kick him out of his bed. I, I think he was upset because uh, I, I changed his uh, his kibble there. So he's gotten used to the new kibble now. <laughs> you, have, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got a question for you. So uh, in Texas, are the stars at night big and bright deep in the heart of Texas? Yes, they are. I actually live more in the city, so um, light pollution is a, is a huge problem. But when you go out, when I go out to my buddy's house out in the hill country, the stars are big and bright. And uh, I, I challenge you to uh, to do that in a store. If you ever decide to come down to Texas, uh, say that really loud and don't see the, the, the second half and, and see how many people um, clap and, and, and finish it for you. 
<laughs> well, have you seen uh, the Pee Wee Herman, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie? That's where I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume that's what's going to happen when he did it, if I do it. So uh, we're going to have to record that when I make my way down to Texas. Yes, sir. I'll take you to a Bucky's and, and you can do it in a Bucky's. <laughs> awesome. I got that to look forward to. But right now, a big thing I want to talk about, because we're going to jump right into this. No more pleasantries, no more fun shenanigans like we've been doing. <laughs> Straight up asking you, Joseph Carrasco, who is better, Allison Chains or Nirvana? Ah, <laughs> I am always the odd man out when it comes to these type of polls. Uh, I always tend to pick the, the one that's not uh, the favorite. And I'm going to have to go with, if I'm doing an honest opinion here, Older Joseph will pick Allison Chains. Now, if I was younger, I probably would have went down the Nirvana route because I did listen to Nirvana a lot when I was a teenager. Now that I'm older and uh, I've been listening to Allison Chains a little bit more and kind of really getting into the 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 lyrics and the vocal tone behind those lyrics, um, I have to lean more towards Allison Chains as a as a as a adult, a man child, if you will. <laughs> Says a person who's older than me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying I'm I'm a giant man child, man. I'm 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 grown, but I, I still have. I mean, I I I still go to the toy aisle and and I buy the kids a toy, and then Daddy buys a toy for himself as well. So, <laughs> what's, your go, what's your go to toy? Like you know, action figures, cars, puzzles. What what do you go with? Mostly action figures. Um, I have right now. I have a good amount of Marvel Legends that I have in the living room. Um, I actually have a few. I'll show you right now. I have a uh, so like I buy stuff like this, like I have the Call of Duty uh, Ghost uh, action figure. Um, I have some Dragon Ball Z stuff. Um, as you can see, kind of back there, I have Pokemon. Uh, but the thing is, is I'm very particular. So I know that there's some people who will buy certain collectibles because they're worth a lot of money. Or right now, what's going on is a lot of scalpers. People want to buy stuff, turn around and sell them for a high price. Me. When I buy collections, I have a lot of collections of a lot of different things, but it's because I buy the things that I love the most. So like with Pokemon, I only buy the Pokemon that I actually like. Um, with the Marvel Legends, only buy Marvel characters that I like. Um, and as you saw with the, the Call of Duty, I don't really buy Call of Duty stuff, but I like Ghost and it's a Todd McFarlane toy. So uh, yeah, had to get it. <laughs> the, the, the toy market has been like so... Uh... It's changed a lot lately because obviously with all the scalpers and stuff like like the AEW action figures, I don't know if you see any of those online. They are like 40, 50, 100 bucks. It's insane to actually like find anything. So if you find something in the store and they actually want, uh, you know, you're going to save a lot of money compared to like buying online. But just everything. And like I, I tried selling a few action figures I had uh, before. And it's like you have to go through so much on Amazon to be like, is this a real toy? Do you have the receipt for it? Where was it made? And all this stuff. <laughs> There's like so much fraud with it, apparently. It's just, it's so weird. The whole toy market is very weird. Yeah, you can, and it's funny because as as a as a collector who's not collecting for the, the price value of it, um, I can always tell which toys are valuable and which aren't by the peg warmers. Um, but yesterday, it's funny you mentioned that because yesterday I was at Target and I saw a Jeff Hardy um, action figure. And I was like, man, I wonder if this is going to be worth money now, now that he's like out of the WWE and, and he doesn't want to be in the Hall of Fame. 
But then the only reason why I didn't buy it was because I'm a fan of Jeff Hardy, but it was like the newer Jeff Hardy with the face paint. And yeah. uh, so I was like, eh, I'll pass on it. But that did cross my mind. I'm like, I'm wondering if he's going to be worth money or not. Um, but yeah, like I would, I haven't dipped my toe in the wrestling action figure oh, market really? just yet. Um, but I, I would, I mean, I had, I had old ones from when I was a kid, but I lost them sadly throughout moving and they weren't in the box. They were, they were out. Um, but I would like to start that collection, but again, I'm particular and I'm an attitude era person. So I, if I was to start collecting, it would probably cost me a lot of money. Cause I would be looking for like the older ones. Yeah, that will definitely set you back a lot. I remember I went to a, a toy store in Indy because I had to kill some time between going to an interview, you know, interviewing at a venue uh, and while I was staying at my hotel because, well, it is a bit of a drive and I don't feel like driving two and a half hours, you know, at like three in the morning. <laughs> Who <So> does? I, <laughs> I was killing some time and uh, I went to a store and like, I kid you not, pretty much every action figure I looked at, like just like even just like the basic of action figures um it was like at least 20 bucks and like these Dang. were loose like you know loose action figures at least 20 bucks there was one you know boxes at least were like 30 to 40 bucks and i was like you know no uh, you know no knock but i think this booker t from like you know uh you know a mentel booker t is probably not worth this amount of money i'm just saying no, it's, no loose. it's like t. i'll give you five bucks for it <laughs> i feel like booker t will sue me so i'm not calling him out or anything <laughs> he's gonna sue you five times <laughs> yeah, and he'll, he'll walk away with nothing after all, every one of them. He's like, I want, I want money from you and all four children that you're going to have. <laughs> well, he's out of luck for right now. <laughs> so no no dig on Booker T. If anyone thinks that, uh, it's not what I'm going for. Um, <laughs> Considering, I will say that one of my favorites, my favorite beefs was when Stone Cold and Booker T – uh, fought in the grocery store. That was probably yeah. one of the, my highlights of 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 Booker T in wrestling. I, I liked him in WCW as well, but when he was in WWF and he fought Stone Cold in the grocery store, that was that was prime. <laughs> that that was epic, just because of how very random that was, mm -hmm. and just how I think that was that was still Attitude Era. I want to say, or like was that O two? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was like the tail end of Attitude Era. Uh, I think it was right before probably Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression came in. But uh, but yeah, I was still watching wrestling around that time. So it, in my mind, it's still uh, Attitude. <laughs> and that was before, way before I started watching wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I obviously I've seen the clip before. It, it's just funny just because, you know, and just how serious they were kind of taking it. Obviously, at the end, Stone Cold wasn't taking it as serious, especially when you hit someone with a frozen pizza. It's a great, memorable scene. And again, we're talking about this, you know, 20-plus years later. Mm -hmm. Yep. that That's how you know it's a classic. And that's how I feel about music, too. Uh, uh, there's a lot of music that, that um, like when we say Alice in Chains, that stuff was out when I was a kid. So now as an adult, I, I have a new appreciation for it. Um you know they're both old 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 bands but they, they're still killing it you know? a lot of older bands have kind of some been kind of finding a renaissance or resurgence uh nowadays like some of the you know some of the stuff they're doing uh they're changing up and like still going strong making new music i know there's some that would just be like we have the best hits we haven't put out a new album in 10 years we're just touring with the best you know our, be our greatest hits and there's some that actually we're continuing to put out new music i respect that mm -hmm. yeah um like maybe Dokken is probably one of those bands that's like, you know what? We're just going to use our old hits. We're going to go play at a carnival. 
<laughs> or a casino. Yeah, which I don't. I have no. Hey, I, do you, boo boo? I have no hate for that, man. If you're making money still playing music, it, it is what it is. And if, if I, like I said, I have no hate for that. It, it, which brings up a funny topic because uh, I actually had that conversation with people. One of the things that I find hilarious is um, people who get so up in arms. And I'm probably going to divide your audience with this if they're music fans, but um, this is my opinion. Um, people who get upset about people who the term poser, um, where they say, oh, well, that person doesn't know anything about that band. Why are they wearing that shirt? I don't have an issue with that. Um, I, I, I find it funny that people get so butthurt that a non-Metallica fan is wearing a Metallica shirt or a non-Slayer fan is wearing a Slayer shirt. Um, I mean, who cares? But again, as me as a musician, and I'm not famous, um, you know, I, I look at it like if somebody was wearing my shirt, even if they didn't know who the hell I was, um, it's still free promotion for me. Um, and then at the end of the day, they could just like the the font. Who knows? Like if somebody was wearing an Among War shirt, and I was like, "Hey, man, cool band," because I would probably be sarcastic about it. I'd be like, "Hey, man, that's a really cool shirt." Uh, to kind of see if they knew that that was me who was in the band and if they seemed clueless then i i mean i wouldn't get upset about it um if anything i'd be curious as to why they're why they like it not from a standpoint of like oh i'm gonna prove you're a poser but they could just like the way that the the font looks or the design looks um and i used i've i got into a debate with people about that and i used my wife as a perfect example for that my wife worked at a bar that her uncle owned and um she would buy shirts because bands would always play there so they're selling shirts so of course she'd buy merch uh to support the local bands but also sometimes she would buy a shirt just because it looked cool not because she necessarily liked the music but hey they have some cool artwork and metal's known for that metal bands like to have some really cool crazy dark art um and so i think in 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 essence the t-shirt has its own becomes its own entity you know it's like oh yeah that's just really cool art um, it's the same thing with like magic. I like Magic the Gathering. Doesn't mean I like every single card. And just because I like a card that has really cool art on it doesn't mean I'm going to put it in my deck and play it. It could be a shitty common card. Who who, who knows? But uh, yeah, I always find it funny that people get so up in arms about that. And and I've pissed off a few people when they when they use the term poser because in my eyes I feel like only posers use the word poser. Um, it's just uh, yeah, it, it's 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 always been interesting because again I got called a poser when I was in school. Um, I had a mohawk in my freshman year of high school, and uh, the punk kids called me a poser. They didn't like me, and uh, I really didn't give a shit because I'm not. I'm not trying to be anybody's friend. I don't look for validation from anybody, and I am who I am. And I had a mohawk because I wanted the mohawk, not because I wanted you to think I was cool because I had a mohawk. I don't give a fuck what you think. I have it because I like it. I got piercings when I was younger because I wanted piercings, not because I wanted to look cool. You know what I mean? Um, I was one of those kids that hung out with the goth kids and their trip pants and and net see-through fucking t-shirts and all that stuff and i was never that kid i, I had i wore black jeans and, and a black band t-shirt um and it was mainly because i was poor i couldn't afford the shit but uh even then it's like it didn't bother me you know i don't need to have the trip pants to be like oh i'm cool i'm with you guys it's like no i'm gonna hang around with people i like you know and if somebody wants to call me out on on a band shirt that i'm wearing i'm just gonna laugh in their face and be like what are, what are you trying to prove like I like Good Tiger. Can't name you all the songs that's on their albums, but if you play one of their songs, I'll know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Um, and it's funny because my cousin had a friend that was he was calling me out on a lot of that stuff. And I basically he was trying to be a tough guy on the Internet. And I was laughing at him because he was saying stuff like, oh, I'll rip the shirt off of him and blah, 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 blah. And I kind of made the points that I just made to you right now. And um, he he got all butthurt about it. And then it got to the point where he was just like. Uh, he's like, yeah, well, wear, wear an Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden shirt around me and and see what happens. I'm like, OK, well, do you want me to wear my concert? Iron Maiden t-shirt or do you want me to just wear one of my normal Iron Maiden shirts oh and do you want me to bring my bass too do you want me to play one of their hits while we're at it like what what are you trying to prove like but anyway I know I got kind of ranty there but yeah that that's my thing if you're one of those people who gets mad at, at people for wearing t-shirts like who cares you didn't buy it you know be happy that somebody is 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 even even if they don't listen to the band but somebody's wearing a t-shirt of a band that you like um and even then you can take that time to be like hey man do you know that's a band and if they don't take the time to show them then you create a new fan if someone's wearing a kiss shirt they don't know who the fuck kiss is like hey do you like kiss what's your favorite kiss song oh i just wore this shirt because it looked cool oh shit well do you know that they're an actual band oh no cool hey man i'll show you some shit you know like in role models when he explains love gun to the little kid he's like the cock is his gun like it's like show them some stuff, teach them some stuff. And again, it's just like I have friends that that only like bands when they're underground bands. And then once they become mainstream, they they don't want to listen to them no more. And I'm like, why? The music hasn't changed. Their classics haven't changed. Oh, well, they're just because everybody else likes them. OK, you should be happy for that band. Then they're 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 famous. Now they can do this full time. And why would you not be excited that the band that you love now has enough of a following that they can continue doing this long term and they can support their families. I mean, isn't that ultimately what you want? Because the bigger a band gets, the more jobs that are created, the happy they are, the, the, the better their family is. They can create that wealth. Like, I, I just I don't understand that mentality. It, it, it never the, the term sell out gets thrown around way too much. The term poser gets thrown around too much. And it's just meh. <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> Well, uh, wow. Um, not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Uh, what I will say is, uh, I think you, you look at it. I think more on, on a, a deeper level, which is you know kind of the, the better way to look at it, the better approach. I know people kind of just look at it surface that they want to you know show that person. Oh, I have more knowledge than you. I know this band more. You know that kind of stuff. And I, I definitely do agree with you. If someone's wearing a super cool radio shirt because they like the logo, fantastic. I am all for it. If they have a hat because they like the logo, I'm all for it. By the way, I have a store on the store on Threadless, by the way. Nice plug. <laughs> uh, what what I and what I mean is you can like something, or you can just like how the shirt feels because it's like super soft or whatever. I'm honestly I don't really pay attention to it too much because I think that the whole like you know, gatekeeping, whatever they want to call it. I think is dumb. Like mm -hmm. if, it, if something's totally cool and people are, you know, they, they show their, you know, uh, respect or how they like it in different ways. I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Exactly. Cause again, like I said earlier, it could be somebody who's younger who may have gotten a shirt from, from their dad's closet. You know, I have a lot of band shirts in my, in my closet and if my kids were to grab it, they didn't know who the band was and somebody called them out, you know, in public, it's like, Oh, it's just my dad's shirt. Like, it's like cool. Well, that you're 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 ruining a potential fan by talking shit to them, and 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 showing them that this community is like something that they probably don't want to be a part of. Like you said, gatekeepers. 
the same thing with genres like when it comes metal as a whole heavy music is just metal to me um like i i, I find it funny that people have to go oh, no this is a math core death grind it's like who, who cares the guy's screaming they have a, a logo i can't fucking read and they play some heavy ass riffs that's all that's all that's what i'm here for like you know i i just it, there's so much um tribalism and and gatekeeping that uh it it that's what drives me bonkers. And it's funny because I'll call people out on that type of stuff. And um, that that's what tends to piss people off. But it's like, dude, just let people live, man. Let people be who they want to be and, and, and listen to what they want to listen to, wear what they want to wear. It is what it is, man. Like, I don't judge people by that type of stuff. I judge them by their character, you know. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad that I met you and we've become close over over time. And, and I actually heard of you for the first time through Nolan's podcast, every podcast I love is dead. And I love the way that interview was that interview really got me to understand who you were as an individual, who you were as a content creator. Um, and like, you got it. And the fact, you know, we, we always bust your balls in the discord about how young you are. And we always tease you and say, you look like you're 14, but at the end of the day, uh, I admire the drive that you have at such a young age. You know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'm going to be fuck 34 this year. Um, but, you know, I see a lot of you in me when I was your age. You know what I mean? The, the drive, the hustle, the grind. You know, I wish I would have done this stuff when I was your age. So um, that's why, you know, I wanted to reach out to you. That's why I wanted to partner with you and, 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 and try to build together. And again, like I'm all, I'm all about positivity. I want to help build people up and they help build me up. And we ride the wave together. Um, I'm tired of seeing people trying to tear others down and, and it, funny enough, like I said, I did an interview uh, yesterday. I was telling you about it before the show. And that was one of the things that we covered on that show is is, is the fact that he had, he had asked me about haters and uh, how I felt about haters. And I, I basically told him, I don't really acknowledge them. Although if I do, I don't do it because I'm trying to silence the haters or anything like that. Um, I always just find it interesting that people who are going to hate another content creator um, they aren't doing anything right now. Because if you're an individual that's constantly grinding, who's staying busy, who's making content, who's, who's thinking outside the box, who's constantly trying to do stuff, you ain't got time to hate on other people because you're focused on what you're doing. Um, so I basically told them, people who are, are going to take the time to come and hate on you, they have idle hands. And as you know, the saying goes, uh, idle hands is the devil's playground. So it's a bunch of negativity that you don't need to let into your life. Um, and we have a lot of personal conversations between me and you where we talk about that type of stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I try to practice what I preach and, and I only let positive things around me and I try to push all the negative. Although I do talk about a lot of negativity, I talk about a lot of negative uh, topics. Um, I'm trying to turn those topics and shed some light on them to try to help people kind of switch their way of thinking because again it's something that i have to battle with every single day uh to try to stay positive to to stay down that path of positivity and not let negative things uh destroy me you know yeah and i definitely agree I, you know before i start uh talking about everything you addressed you know, big thank you obviously for for listening to nolan's interview for and obviously for nolan of every podcast i love is dead for um he actually hit, he hit me up he reached out to me and we really hit it off. And obviously you could tell that with the interview too. Um, and the same thing with you. And I'm, I'm really glad, you know, I, what I, you know, say in interviews and stuff, I do 
you know, I backed it up like outside of it too. It's like, you know, the way I, you know, present myself is just me. It's just who I am. And I'm glad it kind of, that's what really people pick up on. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, it's not fun to fake it, you know, not fun to be someone you're not or try to, you know, be, you know, just try to fit in with stuff. It's not fun. So I'm, you know, I try to present like just being really me. Mm. And that's what I liked about it. Like you, you, you talk about the bands that you support and that, you know, you, the whole, the whole premise of super cool radio is to reach out to bands and, and get them, you know, on a platform to where people can come check out new stuff and, and, and discover new bands. And it's very beneficial to bands um, that uh, something like this exists. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you're genuine about it. Like you, you're actually a fan of music. You're a fan of these bands um, and that shows. And so it makes the show feel authentic. Um, there are a lot of shows out there that feel fake because they say they're, they're, they're four bands and they're this and that, but really they're just trying to make a name for themselves off of other people's talent. Um, and I noticed that a lot because I got my talent sharpened at a young age in San Antonio, uh, being in bands myself seeing how promoters were like that the majority of promoters here are scummy and I, if you're a promoter in san antonio and you don't like that sorry but you should recognize if you're not if you're not that person then i'm not talking about you but you definitely know other promoters in this city that take advantage of the bands and they say one thing but their their whole being is completely different what they're actually trying to do is different and they don't have any talent so they try to leech off of people who are talented. Um, and I didn't get that from you at all when I listened to you on Nolan's podcast. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get to know you. And, and you know, like I said, we've, we have a great friendship now. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've known you forever. And we've, we've only known each other for a short amount of time. But, you know, again, with the Discord, we guys are we're always talking on there. And I, I haven't been there in a couple of days because I've been, you know, doing other things and trying to get as much content as I can be made as well. But, um, you know, it's slowly becoming like a, a, a family, a community there. And uh, yeah, man, I'm having a blast. And, and like I said, thank you for having me on, man. Like I, I definitely have been excited to come on the show. We talked about this like, what, a year ago? And it's finally happened. <laughs> yeah, I might, somewhere, somewhere around it. Honestly, I don't remember half the conversations I have anymore because of how many I have. But yeah, you're a busy I, man. <laughs> I, I am. I'm definitely covered a path. I don't know. Uh, people really see it too often. The thing I, I noticed, we were talking about haters earlier, is with me and what I do, if I'm doing something and you're questioning to yourself, is this real or not? I can assure some people um, it's probably not. It is probably a video. It's a gag. It's prank. It's whatever you want to call it. But I don't really address, like, I handle all the, like, behind the scenes drama, whatever you want to call it, behind the scenes. <laughs> that, that is where it stays. I don't make videos to you know um you know disrespect people or anything like that is because it's all the it's stuff that happens in private it doesn't need to be public you know obviously with social media social media the way people think you know they can hide behind their phone or their keyboard or you know whatever and uh just talk about people i think that's not a great way to to approach stuff it's you know just worry about yourself i think like that's that's where i stay with it yeah it, it ultimately boils down to like the adult thing to do is like how do i want to spend my energy especially on the internet do i want yeah. to spend my energy trying to find like-minded individuals and uh, you know especially as a content creator do i want to create content with people that get it and that we get along or do i want to focus all my energy on 
quote unquote the trolls or the 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 negative side of the internet. Um, granted, I dive into that cesspool occasionally because again, I use it to create content sometimes. Um, but I don't let it change who I am, you know. And I, I I have strong beliefs and I stick to those beliefs, and I'm willing to have discussions about said beliefs. Um, and I don't I don't let emotions get in the way of those beliefs, and I'm I'm willing to change my stance on things, um, which I think is, is one of the things that people lack nowadays is to be able to, to say that they're wrong and admit that they're wrong. Um, I'm okay with that. I can admit that I'm, when I'm wrong. Um, and I, and I can change my stance on, on other things. Um, and that's what allows me not to harbor hate and, and anger and, and become jaded. You know, I know the world's going to throw a shitstorm at me. Um, but you know, I don't let it, I don't let it consume me and, and, and change who I am. And again, authenticity, people who are um, just genuine and, and who they are, are people that I am attracted to uh, of, uh, to and want to be around. Um, so yeah, man, don't change, man. Be, be who you are. And, and, and like I said, we've said in private before, I, I see you going far, man. And, and I'm always rooting for you. And I really appreciate it. Like, you've really like helped me, like especially like uh, try to like navigate stuff and to really kind of refocus like sometimes i you know focus too much on the darkness of stuff or you know look down like the negative path and i think you you really helped me center me with that stuff it's like because you always bring different uh you know positivity to when like i'm feeling down about stuff i know we had a really lengthy discussion over a couple of weeks about you know the uh, kind of uh, decline of a few things you know this year didn't start off hot one of the two and that kind of stuff and you've you've really grounded me and like centered me to um, kind of continue just doing what I do and not really worrying about like what's going on around me too much and just like focusing on my path and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like I said, no one's going to see um, the bigger picture of the goals that you have set um, better than you, you know, you know what you want to achieve, uh, you know, what goals you have set forth and you got to just push for them. Um, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be doubters. You're going to be your, own worst critic um so sometimes you have to silence that voice in your head and say you know shut up i know what i'm doing and, and i'm gonna get there um if it was easy everybody would be winning plain and simple uh it's you know it's and and it's it's not it's it's a grind a lot of people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes and i really don't want to be that guy because I, I hear a lot of content creators say that but it's true once you start doing it, especially when you're a one-man operation there's a lot that needs to get done um, and people really don't see that. Um, and so a lot of people devalue uh, stuff like this and they don't, they don't, they don't see the value in it. Um, but I tell you what, man, stuff like this is, is, is very therapeutic um, for us. Not only are we creating content, uh, content that we enjoy, um, there's no stress of, of the man coming down on us and make, hitting quotas and stuff that stress we put on ourselves. Um, but then just to be able to have conversations with people that we enjoy um, and whether they agree or disagree, just having that con con uh, conversation, finding that common ground, um, I, I think it's something, it's a lost art. And, and a lot of people rather just have echo chambers, um, or, and just stay in their, their belief and, and they don't want to budge. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to meet individuals. The internet has, that's one of the positive things about internet. It's allowed me to meet people that I never would have met before, um, and have those conversations. And, um, like I said, the talks that we have privately, I'm not only trying to motivate you, but 
I'm also motivated myself. You know, I have to go back and read some of that stuff sometimes and be like, you know, I got to practice what I preach. You know, I I'm, I'm telling Matt this thing or I'm telling Nolan this thing or Isaac this thing or Brian this thing. I need I need to, you know, practice what I preach. And, 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 and I reread those things. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to implement that myself. Um, and it helps keep me going. <laughs> yeah, for I mean, we kind of we definitely feed off each other with like the, the Discord. What we have, you know, uh, you know, uh, every podcast I love is dead. Constant Manus, uh, let's talk entertainment. You, me, and some more uh, people as well. We really motivate each other. We help out each other a lot. I mean, I've gotten really good feedback about like sometimes I'm, I'm not sure about a design for a logo or for you know cover art. It's like. You know, let me let me see what they think. Maybe they have some ideas. Maybe they, they have a different uh, look uh, approach to it, and I'm just not seeing it because uh, you know sometimes you get caught up. I've done this many times, uh, whether like either editing a video or making social media artwork. It's like you get caught up so much that you you can't see what's just in front of you. You know, you got wrapped up so much in it that like oh it's got to look like this or it's trying to match this and it's just you can't see it anymore you start kind of overthinking it and and, yeah. and then you, you go down this weird spiral but yeah it, it, it's almost like a the concept of like a band that's why i like bands you know you you come with the concept you have this idea and then you have other bandmates that kind of help you bring it to life and, and add their own spin on it and you know that's kind of what we have with the the podcast community that that we're making and that we're creating if anybody is listening and they're they wanted to do a podcast or they've thought about making a podcast, they just don't know where to start, or they want to be a musician, um, but they think they can't do it without a band. Um, I'm gonna just say this right now: like there is no clear cut right way to do this. Um, we all have our own way of doing this, and just make content. Just fucking do it. Just put it out there. You never know what's gonna happen. If you're a musician, just write music, man. Just just play what you feel and just put it out there. Um, I have a lot of friends who are very, very talented. And it saddens me that they are so... They like to use the term perfectionist, but I think it's a, a term that they use as an excuse. Um, I think that they overthink it because they are very talented they make great music. They make great content, um, but they're hesitant to put it out. And it gets to a point where I had a conversation with one of them before where I was like, I, I get that you say you're perfectionist, but how far do you have to go of perfection before you're no longer pleasing yourself? Like, who are you trying to please? What, why are you? It almost like I said, it becomes it feels like it's an excuse. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're sitting on stuff, just put it out, just do it. YouTube is a great format to where you can learn. I learned how to do all my video editing. I learned how to mix and master my music. I learned everything that I do. If you listen to any podcast that I'm on that, that like basic ass dudes, cognitive discourse, the brutal block, you listen to my actual solo music, all of that stuff I did here in this room. And I learned how to do it from YouTube. So when there's a will, there's a way just put your best foot forward and go for it. Like that, that's, that's, and, and, and don't worry about how someone else does it. If somebody tells you, Oh, well, you're doing it wrong. If it, if it sounds good and you're comfortable with the way it sounds, then you've already won. You're doing it right. Um, because again, there's always a chance that you may go, well, how do I make it better? That's how you should be looking at it. How do I make something better? Not, am I doing this right? You know? Um, 
but yeah, that's just, I, I have a lot of friends that I, I wish that message would get across to them because they're so talented and I would love to be able to promote the stuff that they're bringing out because I think it's straight fire. <laughs> I finished my thoughts, so no worries. Okay, good. Um, yeah, dude, I got like a blue screen and said unknown error, then just my computer shut down and I restarted it. Uh, Your computer tried to kill itself. It was I like, think fuck so. this guy. But it, it just happened to line up. I got a very weird text message and then my computer goes down. I think someone's after me because I got you on this show. Uh, all right. So... Glad you're able to finish your thought. I'm glad I am back now. Uh, so I want to talk about you because we're talking about music. So how did you get started as a musician? Were you part of bands going solo? You know, were you already like just doing stuff solo? How did you get started? Well, I um I'm a guy that grew up in a lot of tough neighborhoods. Um, and when I was around 14 years old, my mom saw that I was kind of going down the wrong path. I was hanging out with the wrong people. Um, I've always wanted to be in entertainment in some form. Uh, growing up, uh, growing up, I was into uh, Jim Carrey. I really liked Jim Carrey when I was a kid. I wanted to be an actor, wanted to be a comedian. Uh, then I got into wrestling, wanted to be, you know, the next Stone Cold or next Undertaker. And then uh, during my adolescence, my preteen time, I started getting really aggressive. I was I was just a typical knucklehead. Uh, was fighting all the time. Was hanging out with with uh, kids that were affiliated with gangs and 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 that type of life um so i was learning all the wrong things and then at home i had a, an abusive stepdad um who didn't give two shits about me who uh you know mentally physically and verbally abused me on the daily uh he was an alcoholic he was bipolar um so i never wanted to be home um so it just got to a point where you know, we ended up, my mom started to kind of see that around that same time. My mom ended up divorcing my stepdad um, and we moved to California. When we came back from California, we were there for like two years. Um, I, I, I just kept going back to that stuff. So my mom was just like, you know, I, I told her I was interested in wanting to, to learn bass because at that time, my the group of friends that I was hanging out with was starting to shift uh, when I came back from California, which funny enough, a lot of those those kids that I became friends with are still friends of mine to this day. Um, but at the time we had what was called Mars music. It's now Sam Ash, but it used to be a Mars music. It was going out of business and they were having an out of business sell. So I asked my mom, I was like, Hey, can we go look at the guitars? Cause I I'd like to learn how to play bass. At the time, mom was like, well, I don't know because you know, you're young, you, you grab onto one thing and, and then you get bored of it and you move on to something else. So she was kind of hesitant, but I think, um her seeing that kind of shift of of not only the my friends but my interests in something that was a little more positive um kind of hooked her so she, we walked in she, we looked around at the time i didn't know what i was getting which you can kind of see it behind this drum kit right there that's my first bass um that's the one that i picked up off the wall it's a brawly four string with active pickups at the time i didn't know any of this stuff um, but the company was made by I believe one of the guys from Fender left Fender and created Brawley. Um, Brawley is no longer around, but it is, I guess you could say loosely a Fender product because uh, somebody from Fender uh, made it. It's a great base. Like I said, didn't know what I was buying. I got it hugely discounted because the store was going out of business. Um, I even have a Mars Music hard case that has been on the road with me. And that case is old, probably older than you are, and it's still in great shape. Um, but... 
when I got the bass, um, I started to learn how to play bass. And now being 34 years old, that bass has been, I've gotten offers for people to want to buy that thing from me. Old bass players uh, would play it at shows over their own basses. Just has a really killer tone. Um, I have a bass and a treble knob uh, along with the knobs for each pickup. And like I said, it's active pickup, so you just get a real boomy sound. You can get a really thick sound if you want. You can get a really stringy sound if you want. It's just a very versatile bass. Funny enough, the first band I was in, I didn't even play bass. So I was learning how to play bass for like four years. Um, Shout out to the Reed Brothers, um, San Antonio country band that's here. I actually took a few bass lessons with the older brother. And then Kyle Reed is... I actually went to school with and i'm a friend of so the little brother i went to school with the older brother kind of gave me a few lessons on the um on the bass so um did that for four years then i had bought a drum kit from a, a friend of mine she was in a punk band she didn't want the drum kit no more uh, so i bought it for like 150 bucks uh we had my mom had just bought a new house when we came back from california the old garage, the people that lived there before me turned the garage into a bedroom. So automatically, that was my room. We set up the drum kit there. I had a bunch of my friends come over. And that day, we jammed. And because I was a bass player, my buddy Sebastian at the time was a bass player. And uh, he was way better than I was, even though I had been practicing for four years. He's still better than me. So I was like, you know what? You play bass. I just bought this drum kit. I'll I'll try drums. Um, and I figured I, I would be able to pick it up because i was that kid that used to do the beats on the desk with the hand and pencils for yep. my friends to rap on so i was like i i have rhythm i i should be able to pull this off and literally that day um burning winter which was my first band formed we wrote uh the song tempest that day in that garage with me having no drum experience whatsoever um just kind of playing and uh which you can go on youtube if you go on youtube type in burning winter tempest there's a very shitty recording instrumental of that song and many other songs. Um, and you can tell how much of a noob I am as a drummer uh, on those recordings. I am not proud of them at all. They are they are horrible. But um, yeah, we we wrote songs. We, we That was in 2005. That band was doing some stuff. And it was during the hardcore scene. We were more of a band that was into like Iron Maiden and Rush uh, mixed with like Children of Bodom and Norther. Uh, we try to like blend those bands uh, and created Burning Winter. So that's that's how I got into it. And um, after Burning Winter, when the Burning Winter broke up, we tried to, it kind of split uh, me and the lead guitarist and then the bass player, the vocalist, and the rhythm guitarist. We kind of got divided. Uh, me and the lead guitarist were going to try to keep the train moving with Burning Winter. Um, and we got members from another band to that always wanted to be in our band they saw the opening so they dove on it they wanted to come and be in our band uh didn't really work out uh and so i ended up sticking around those guys and they invited me to be their bass player for what would become among war um and uh, we did shows with that band and the band never officially broke up just kind of stopped coming to practice because life got the better of us and uh we wrote. I, I was kind of the the main guy behind the songwriting for Among War. I was the I helped the writing in Burning Winter, but a lot of that came from our lead guitarist. Um, he was kind of the brainchild of that band, and then it just added drums. And then like our bass player was really talented, so he would you know throw a bunch of crazy ideas. 
Um, but Among War was like the first band where I, I pretty much did the bulk of the writing. Um, we did write a few songs that we did as a band, and uh, I wish we would have did more of that because there was a synergy there. That was there was um, we complemented each other. And considering the original band had two guitar players, but the, one of the guitar players fell off early in the Among War lifespan. Um, me and the other guitar player, Josh, what's up, buddy? Um, we 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 meld really really well. We we were like Pantera in the sense that the drummer and the 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 guitarists were brothers. They were twin brothers, so they naturally had a connection. And then me just bringing in that low end. Uh, we had a really cool vibe. So I wish we would have wrote more music together as a band. I think we would have made some really killer stuff. But like I said, life got the better of us. So um, I wanted to keep Among War going. Like I said, we never officially broke up. So I ended up trying out for other bands. And I did a, I did tours with other metal bands. Uh, metal bands that aren't even around anymore. Um, I did tour touring with a more of a, a three-piece rock and roll band. Um, which was one of the first bands where I actually, it was like a legit paying gig. I, I actually got paid to to play, which was great. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like a base for hire for a lot of odd stuff. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, I want to still do Among War. Um, I had a lot of solo music that I had written for Among War um, that never saw the light of day. And as time progressed, as technology got better, um, I was able to record a lot of the older stuff that I had wrote when I was 16, 17 years old is finally now getting recorded, finally coming out and, and seeing the day of light. So it's nice, man. Um, my, my music career, I, I played for A&Rs in, in my time. Uh, I had opportunities to get signed in my time. And uh, I'm kind of glad that I never did because um, who knows where I'd be mentally uh, with getting fucked over by, um, you know, uh, companies because at the time you know in my time labels were still a thing you know when i was actively playing label being on a label is what you wanted you wanted that label to to pick you up you wanted to be signed um nowadays i mean you can be you can be a successful independent artist and 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 i see it all the time i mean tom mcdonald's a perfect example the dude's blowing up and and yeah. you know he's it's just him and his girlfriend you know what i mean like so I like where it's at now. I, I think that I learned a lot um, uh, and, and I started to understand the industry a lot more. I know you've had a lot of artists here recently that I've been catching that they've they've had really cool opinions um, uh, about how the industry works, how today works. And, and there's differing opinions as well. Um, so if for people who haven't seen those yet, if you haven't seen them, if you're trying to catch up on Super Cool Radio, please go watch some of those because I've, I've watched some of them and like, there's some that I agree with. There's some I don't agree with. But for the most part, I see where everybody's coming from. And uh, yeah, man, there's there's this shift. And it's almost like either we got to get on board and 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 ride the wave or we're going to miss it. Uh, and I think the labels are trying to figure out that shift as well. So it, it's an interesting time, man. It definitely is for for music, for podcasting, for just original content in general. Um, there's, there's a huge shift. Um, that has been coming for a while, but we're really starting to see it. People are starting to watch stuff like this a lot more. People are turning off their TVs and they're just going to the internet for stuff. And it's it's a good time to to be creative and 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 put put out whatever you have. Like I said, if if you want to do it, now's the time. Jump on it and just put your stuff out there. You'll never know who's watching. Exactly. And I, I again a lot to unpack every time I 
Yeah, I like how you take a sip of like a tea every time you. Finish. Sorry, yeah, I I give long winded answers. My bad. <laughs> but just just going with you, um, you know, started, and I'll progress with the whole thing you've said. Um, you know, it's nice to actually you found something, and in my mom has been a big supporter of of me, and I know your mom's been a big supporter of you as well. And th- it's just cool, just like the the you know how cool our moms are to you know actually support us with doing this, but also to see like when we're not going down the right path, moms are like some of the best people to pick up. Like, Hey, you're not doing, you're not doing right. The stuff right here. Uh, <laughs> so definitely like, you know, very similar with, you know, both of us as well with that and just turning, you know, uh, a lot of negativity into a positive and finding a really cool base uh, that isn't even around anymore that obviously people uh, still, uh, you know, covet and uh, like, and actually has to play and stuff. So, I think that's really cool. Nice, you know, unique story for uh, the instrument that you do have. Plus, you got it deeply discounted because it was going out of business, which is cool. That, you know, I, I think there's like one record store in my whole area too now. Like just, oh wow, really? Yeah, there's like one. <laughs> yeah, we have like the the CD exchanges still here, um, but they're they're a shell of themselves. We have one literally right down the street, so I take my kid there to get because I like physical copies of things. So I take her there to get physical, physical DVDs and stuff. But yeah, as far as like instrument stores, yeah, we're starting to see them kind of dwindle away because everybody's going online and buying online anymore. Um, so yeah. And and then they're always understaffed. So you're like looking around like, can I, yep. I want to see the guitar that's like nine feet in the air. Can someone please come help me? <laughs> Dude, I, you, you nailed it. I think we have, we have one record store and we got like one guitar center. I mean, we have like you know FYE and stuff. But I'm not really counting that because that's kind of like a you know a corporate thing. That shit, we yeah. we don't even have that anymore. You don't have an FYE. We don't have FYE or Sam Goody. I think we might have one, but it's like across town. San Antonio is so big that like yeah. where the FYE is, I'm driving like 45 minutes to get to it. So I'm like, fuck that. I'll just I'll go I'll go to the CD exchange by the house. <laughs> but yeah, we haven't had FYE or Sam Goody in San Antonio for a long time. Yeah, we don't have the exchange. I saw a real. I was in Pittsburgh, uh, 2019. There was a really cool uh, exchange, like a mile from um, my hotel I was staying at. I, I went there a few times. It was they had really good stuff. They had my my brother asked like, hey, if you find ACDC uh, for those about to rock, pick it up for me. And I was like, yeah, sure, it's right here. <laughs> and uh, I think I found like Dead Kennedys, Motionless, and White. There's a bunch of awesome stuff. I probably took home more CDs than what I brought, which that's okay. I used to I, have that ACDC record too. I was telling Nolan when they were talking about vinyls, I had that vinyl and I lost it during my move. I don't know what happened to it, but um, hell, if I'd known your brother was into it and I still had it, I'd be like, I'll send it to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I I mean, as there's a CD uh, early right next to me too. Like I love CDs, like physically having them. Not only because my car is a 2003 and all it has a CD player, you know, before <laughs> Bluetooth and in between cassette, um, there were CDs. So <laughs> yeah, I still remember the day of when CDs came out and my car only had a cassette player. So I had to buy the cassette that had the cord that you put into a uh, yep. CD disc drive and then you play it, put the tape in and now you can listen to your CD. <laughs> yeah. I I've done that. My old car only had a cassette. I eventually changed out for a CD player just because it was, <laughs> it was actually a lot easier. Yeah. But I'm surprised someone actually bought that car too. Like I sold it and someone actually you know, body. What it, it wasn't because it was a bad car, just because it was like twenty years old. But hey, yeah, it's, old cars like that are great for starter cars. My kids ain't getting nothing fancy, even if I have the money to buy them something fancy. Nope, you're gonna start out like I did. My first car was a two thousand Ford Escort. 
It was a gold color. And it was a four door. That was, my, that was my car. Dude, you know what car I started? It was a 2004 Green Escort. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah. so that's that's it's a four pony. You ain't going fast in that thing. <laughs> even if you step on it, I mean, you're lucky to get the highway speed. Yep. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that car was so unsafe, dude. Like it was rusting out so much. Like, like we, I, uh, my dad took a mechanic to get something worked on. He's like, dude, I can see the carpeting, you know, underneath this vehicle. You probably should get rid of it. That's funny. So then I, 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 uh, I got a 2000 Corolla that was my old brother. You know, he bought a car, so he gave me a 2000 Corolla, which I love Corollas. They're like, they're like my car of choice because they're super easy to work on. And being a car guy myself, I will. I can work on them easily. They're super like um, uh, for uh, fuel uh, efficient uh, yeah. consumption. Like I, I go to Indy on like I go from Indian to South Bend and like and back, and it's like three quarters of a tank, uh, and it's like that's awesome. Yeah, I had a 09 Corolla, and that was when I my love for Toyota blossomed, and uh, I actually bought my dream truck a couple years ago, and. I still drive it today. It's a 2015 Toyota Tacoma. And um, yeah, nice. man. So you're talking to a Toyota fanboy. So yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> Dude, we have a lot in common with this stuff. Even just not knowing, you know, everything. Starting out with a Ford Escort, that's oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> We're cut from the same cloth, man. Dude, for sure. I think that's just how we... That we interact, you know, we really hit it off. We started interacting, especially obviously in the private message discord, pretty much anywhere we, we have fun. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing is like, we can have fun. We can make jokes and like, you know, everybody, everybody just has fun with it. And I think that's where, where it should be. I think that's why, like, I think comedy is kind of lost nowadays because people don't understand uh, how to make jokes anymore. Well, I think the thing about comedy is I think it is the last form of unapologetic art. Um, people are trying to censor comedy, trying to uh, tie comedy down and, and, and say, ah, you can't say that. But comedy is the, the last art piece of art that's kind of has those middle fingers up in the air. Like, you know, screw you. Um, you know, and that's why I love watching unapologetic com comedians, people like Joey Diaz, people like Bill Burr, uh, George Carlin, uh, Richard Pryor. Those guys do. They don't care. You know, and, and that's where a lot of my I grew up watching a lot of these comedians. And that's why I think the way that I think I think a lot of those comedians help shape my my way of thinking, not so much my outlook on life. Uh, I think that that plays a part. Definitely. Yes. Um, and then, of course, my surroundings and the way that I grew up, I think a lot of that plays into it, too. But as far as like as an adult, mentally, how I view things, I think comedy has played a huge role in that. Um, and then seeing that other side of that coin and being like, you know, I don't want to be part of that. I want to do me. I don't want people telling me what to do. Um, so I'm not going to tell people what to do. Um, and then again, like I said, um, words are only as powerful as you make them. Um, I, 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 I always find it funny when people are like, well, you know, words hurt. You need to be careful what you say. It's like, well, yes and no. I, I get that. You know, I constantly try to work on myself and the way that I approach how I talk. Um, because I do understand that people can interpret things the wrong way, but also that falls on you as an individual and the accountability of how do you interpret what that person's saying? Like, are you listening to what that person's saying? And if you don't truly understand what that person's saying, why not ask them, what do you mean by that? Um, Bill Burr makes a great 
great argument for that um, on this. I forgot what the show's called, but it's a, it's like a, a bunch of comedians sitting around talking. It's him and Russell Peters, and there's a bunch of other comedians um, there. And he, he starts talking about that where, you know, <clears throat> it's scary when critics are sitting there going to a show and like they have like their stenographers typing well you know he said this and blah 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 blah. like he remembered the whole thing like, how do you remember all that and and then again then everybody reads that and they automatically believe it instead of you weren't there you didn't see it so how do you know um type mentality and, and bill burr made a, a very good point about that it's like why not ask the comedian uh, what did you mean by that instead of just oh you said the word gay or oh you said faggot or you said this you said that um what, what's the context um, some people like to put a blanket over it and say, well, there's no excuse for this and that, blah, blah, blah. Bill Burr has a joke about that where he talks about hitting females. Uh, when people, he makes fun of people who are like, there's, there's no reason why you should hit a female. And he's like, what if, what if they're drowning my kids? Like, can I tag her then? You know? So again, it's like, I, I don't like the whole black and white. There's, there's, you gotta have that dialogue, that back and forth. Um, and like I said, that's what I love about comedy is good comedians, good comedians, will take a hot topic um, that typically would offend somebody and they can spin it on their head. Now it's up to you to hear the whole joke, to hear the punchline and then decipher well, what did he mean by that? A lot of people don't do that nowadays. They just, they want to jump on something and hate something right away. Yes. Um, and they don't and, know like, the context of it. Like, yeah. you know, like, you're like, you just hear what, what, you know, what one person said, or you hear, oh, you just, or you read the text of what they said. And it's like that game was, telephone when we were younger. You ever, do you ever play telephone in school? Yeah, I it never, it never. By the time I got to the end, it was never what the original person had said. You know. <laughs> yeah, and we would say like, you know, like when you sit in classrooms, like I was always last with my last name. I was always last. Mm -hmm. So like, by the time it got to me, it was like not even close to anything that was right. They have the right, you know, they can make those jokes, but also as the individual, if you don't like it, you can just turn it off. I don't really like like D plat you know what they call like D platforming people like you know take them off you know delete them cancel them all that stuff. Um, it's just over like the minor stuff. Like, I know uh, Joe Rogan's obviously getting a lot of heat with with um, everything that's going on with his podcast. And the thing is, he's willing to have conversations with people. Like he's talked to so many different people, even people he don't even he doesn't even agree with. And I think that's what people need is like you have to have a conversation. You can't just go this person's bad, you know, delete them. But people also fair to, fail to realize Joe Rogan's also a comedian. Like he's yes, he at his at his core, he's a comedian. This podcast shit just kind of blew up. This platform yeah. that he has just became larger than himself. Um, and again, he's in a position where he can have different opinions. But at his core, he's a comedian. Um, so again, yeah, like that that whole thing comedians are just a different kind of breed and that's why i love comedy because they don't have yeah. to, to comment comedians that fold and apologize I, I i i i don't like when they wave the white flag like that it's like no dude it's comedy it's a joke not a dick don't take it so hard like it it is what it is laugh move on if it wasn't a joke that 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 you like or that you you don't find funny then that's fine we're not all the same. That's what makes this world so great is that we're all different. We all come from different walks of life. And there are things that I find funny that you may not find funny. There are things that you find funny that I may not find, find funny. But to sit there and try to label things and say, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't say this. You can't say that. Nah, man, screw that. 
that's not what art is about. And people typically, what, what infuriates me are artists that try to tell other artists what they can and can't do or can and can't say or can and can't write. It's like, how dare you? You're an artist. You should know the struggle. You should know that when people are, are creating art, it's coming from someplace magical that most people don't have. Most people aren't talented in that aspect. We all have, I, I do believe everybody has a purpose and everybody is talented in some form. But when you get into the art aspect of things, who are you to tell somebody it's wrong? That'd be like me going up to a musician and saying, ah, nope, that's wrong. Like, again, don't get it twisted though. There's preferences. Oh, yeah. Just because I don't like a band doesn't mean that I think what they're doing is wrong. I'm just not a fan of their writing style or the way that they structure a song. You know, and I had that with a local band here that now is famous. Um, I grew up with the bass player. He doesn't really like me much, but when they were in their infancy, when they were first starting to make music before they got signed, um, I, I was excited for him. I was like, hey, man, you're in a band? Hell yeah, dude. Like, Let me hear your stuff. And he started sending me some of his music. And, you know, although it wasn't warranted, I, I get that. Coming from another musician, I have an ear for music. And I just gave my opinion on some of the songs. Didn't say that it was, it was you know, it needed to be that way. Just critiquing it. Again, I can see where he could get upset because it, he, he didn't ask for it. Um, but being a friend, I thought that we we could we had that kind of relationship because again, I don't get offended when somebody does that to my music. Um, anyway, long story short, it it didn't end well. He ended up getting upset. He got his fans to come after me for some fucking reason. And uh, but yeah, it's like that's why I was, I was I only said that to kind of point out like there is a difference. I'm not telling. I don't think anybody should tell somebody how to do something. Um, don't get it twisted with preference. Just because you do something doesn't mean you have to like it, but that doesn't mean that other people won't, you know? And so, I definitely agree. And I think there's, everybody has a preference or stuff. Like with all the episodes I've released, I don't expect everyone to love every episode I've done. They're like, well, you know, I didn't, you know, didn't, didn't really like this episode. I'm like, that's fine. You know, it, it, I don't expect people to love everything. I, you know, every episode I've released, if you do fantastic, I love you for that. But they shouldn't tell you, you shouldn't have that episode out. Exactly. <laughs> I hear a lot of different stuff from, um, you know, with everyone I've worked with, you're bound to hear something about other people. Some people are just like that. They're like, well, Hey, you know, don't work with this person because of this, this, and this. And it's kind of funny when it's like, I've, I know that person and like, Hey, Hey, just some advice. Don't work with this person. I'm like, I've been working with them for two years. Like, you know, that kind of <laughs> I know them pretty well, you know, because I've been working with them and uh, it, it just kind of, it, it just makes me laugh a little bit. And, you know, I don't really get into it with people. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I just kind of blow it off. Cause like, I, I don't like getting into arguments with people, especially, you know, nowadays they everyone able to like screenshot stuff. They can like you know and post it. I've seen people do that. I don't like doing that um, with stuff because I don't think it's very very right, especially in a private conversation, unless someone goes back on their word. But if it's like just trying to put someone like, oh, this is what they said, but it's completely out of context. Like that's why I don't argue with people like online. I just don't have the energy for it. I just don't really care. Yeah, yeah. See me, I'm I'm more of a troll mentality, so I I do I do tend to argue with people. Um, online a lot of times though it's it's more of like i'm trying to understand 
their way of thinking. Um, and, and this is what I was saying where I use harsh words at times that I'm trying to kind of choose my words when I say things. Because I tend to use the word justify a lot, um, which is a very harsh word to somebody. And they can take a, dis- a defensive stance um, when I say something like that. But I'm one of those type of people that if you believe in something and you want to yell out into the world about this particular belief, you should be able to defend that if somebody comes along who has a differing opinion. And again, keep emotions out of it. If you were to give me facts of why you stand behind that position, there's a chance that I will agree with you and I will change my stance. Because a lot of times when I'm when somebody says something, I will it seems like I'm calling them out, but I'm really just trying to understand their way of thinking. Because again, I either don't know anything about said subject or I do know about the subject and I'm open to an a different idea about said subject. Um, typically, I don't like to talk about things that I'm not versed in. So if I don't understand uh, a particular topic, I will ask a lot of questions. And I think a lot of people nowadays, because they're not confident in their stance, a lot of it, like I was mentioning echo chambers earlier, a lot of people's stances on certain things are just like the telephone game. They are pulling from things that they think they should know or think that's that that's the only source. And so they're not confident in the way they feel about something. So I may be ignorant to the to the subject and I may be asking questions so I can get some information on said things. And those individuals tend to get emotional about it. They think that you're challenging the way that they're thinking or they want to be assholes and go, just Google it. Like, well, no, you're speaking on the topic. So if you're speaking on the topic, I'm coming to you because I would like to get educated on said topic. But then you want to turn into this self-righteous dickhead, then you're going to get... I'm a reflection of a, however somebody treats me, I'm a reflection of that. So if I'm coming to you with actual genuine curiosity and you respond in a dickhead way, then I'm going to reflect that back to you. I will then turn into a troll, then turn into a, to an asshole. Um, because again, I think a lot of people have lost what respect and integrity and all that, all that stuff that we grew up with learning is, 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 is a lost art. Um, and I'm one of those type of people that I didn't grow up thinking, oh, you're going to respect me. Respect needs to be earned on my end. No, I'm going to give you respect. I automatically give you respect. It's up to you to keep it. Same way with trust. And that's come to bite me in the ass a lot throughout life. I will give you respect. If you break it and you, you, you disrespect it, then it's, you have to fight like hell to get it back. Plain and simple. Same way with trust. If you break my trust, good luck getting it back. And, and, and I think a lot of people have the other side of that. It's like, no, I'm going to be a disrespectful little shit until you respect me. It's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Life is about give and take. And, and if you can find that happy balance, you're going to be a much happier individual, you know. I definitely agree. And I've, I've run into, you know, outside of like just outside of pod, you know, podcasting and music too, is the people who always act like that. Like I'm going to be a jerk to you until, you know, X amount of time that I'll be nice to you. I don't, I don't understand that mentality with stuff. And like, it's like the same thing with pay, paying dues. Like we're going to treat this person like crap 
you know, for a while until, you know, we, we, we give up and, you know, he's, he's still around. That I don't hazing like mentality. That. Yeah. I don't like the hazing mentality at all. Yeah. And it, to me, it just doesn't, if anyone was good at whatever role, you can pick any kind of role, any kind of job, any position, whatever, they're probably going to leave. They're probably going to get tired of it and go, why am I dealing with this? I'll just go do something else. Well, so, and that, that's the thing. I, I wish people would, would, would change that, that, that mindset in the sense of, like I may come off like if I'm teaching somebody some something, sometimes I come off a little bra uh, brash or a little um, rude, but it, it may not be that. Sometimes it could be I see something in you, and I will try to approach it a certain way. And if that's not clicking, then I will try a different approach. Um, but a lot of people take my bluntness as rudeness, and and it's it's not. It's, a lot of times I'm just very straightforward about something. Um, and so, like I said, we should be rooting for each other, not trying to tear each other down. You know, like, I, I, I don't think I've ever said anything to you, at least not to my knowledge. I don't think I've ever said anything to you that didn't come off real and, and genuine. I didn't, I don't think I ever try to bullshit you in any way or sugarcoat anything for you. I, I, I for, for the most part, I, I say how it is and whether you like it or not, that's just how I see it. And then that's the way it plays out. Not that I'm trying to be rude, not that I'm trying to be disrespectful. That's just how I see it. Um, and again, I don't sugarcoat things and I'm not going to hold somebody's hand. And I do the same thing with my kiddos. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And I, I tell my mom that all the time. I don't sugarcoat nothing for them. This is who your dad is. This is the way life is. No one, no one owes you anything. You're not entitled to anything. If you want something, you got to work for it. If you want to be good at something, you got to work for it. You know, people, some of my, my, my friends and family don't like the fact that I don't let my kids win when I play video games with them. I kick their ass. My daughter gets mad, but I tell you what, she's five years old and now she's getting to the point where she's actually able to keep up. So again, I'm trying to teach her. If you want that gold, you want to win, you have to earn it. You know, no one's going to, there's no handouts. Life is going to continue kicking you and kicking you and kicking you. And, and you just got to learn to suck it up and be like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better for me. I want to be better. There's no easy shortcuts. And again, like, so I come off sounding very rude when I say stuff like that. But again, that's just my mentality. You know, that's just who I am. <laughs> See, I, I honestly appreciate being straightforward with people. And, you know, with everything you've said, you've been very real with me. I very much appreciate it because I don't like when people like kind of tell you what, what you want to hear because it doesn't make you a better person. Exactly. If, you know, if they're trying to, you know, hey, you might have an issue with this or, hey, maybe try a different technique when you're doing this it might come off better. I want like just like just give me the facts. Just give me like what you're thinking. That way I can either I can take that information, take that knowledge or I don't. It's my decision. But I want to have that decision. If you like, don't just say, hey, you're doing a great job. That's cool. I appreciate the, uh, you know, the support in that in that fashion. But if I'm not doing something, please just tell me. That, that's the way I look at it. I'm very straightforward with people. Some people, you know, again, with me, some people don't like that. They don't like the very straightforward approach when, uh, you know, either like setting up interviews or like, you know, just being myself. Some people don't like that. Honestly, I'd rather appreciate just Just be real with me. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. Let me know what you think. Yeah. If anything, I feel love it. like it's more of a form of disrespect to, to be like, uh yeah that that's that's great and 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 then you're 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 lying you're fabricating it you're like yeah that's good and then in your back of your mind you're like that shit sucks that that's disrespectful i think especially if if, if i'm taking the time to say hey man 
I actually appreciate your opinion. I want to know what you think about if, 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 if someone's reaching out to you and asking you, especially if it's something that they've created that's come from their soul, their heart, they put a lot of time and effort into it. I, I, I do get that the, the side of, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to discourage them. But like you said, how do you expect an individual to get better if you're telling them that it's good and you're making them believe that? Then they're not trying to become better because oh well this 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 suffices this is good this is good enough so yeah I think people need to be more blunt and more honest about things and uh, again that's why I like little kids because little kids will not lie to you they will tell you straight up if something is garbage <laughs> yeah. but in, and I think there is a fine line with like you can have a good approach don't just come at the person going you suck your individual you know you as an individual suck your soul sucks you know all of that. Uh, there's a definitely a good way to do it. And what if I give advice to somebody, I go, this is how I would do it. If it doesn't work for you, I completely understand. This is how I would do, you know, if I was in your situation, this is how I would navigate it. Give I don't expect, alternatives. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I don't expect people to take my advice. You know, this is exactly what I'm going to do because honestly, it probably just works for me. Like, you know, I may give you a good tip of like, Hey, Maybe try doing, you know, maybe change this up a little bit. Maybe have your mic over here if you're trying to do an interview or whatever. Um, so I might give you a good tip, but don't take everything I'm doing as this is the way podcasting should be. You have a different way. I have a different way. No one's got a really different uh, He's Honestly, how much I've learned from podcasting is honestly from Nolan and the way he does everything. Like his artwork, like I've said this in multiple interviews, his artwork is amazing. I know he downplays it sometimes. I love his social media artwork. It is truly amazing. Yeah, and funny enough, his video editing is actually done really well. And he's not even the dude that does the basic, basic ass dudes podcast uh, editing. I am, and so it's it's almost like I see that stuff. Like I love how good he is because it makes me go, "How do I make my content look exactly. like that?" And and he's on that same show, so it's like he he pushes me to get better. Um, so yeah, like. It's one of those things where I've almost been like, hey, man, do you want to edit these, These, you know, because you do such a good job. But then the, the competitive side of me is like, no, 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 no. I'm going to push myself to get to that point. I, I, I mean, it is, a, you know, it's a friendly competition between all of us. Honest, but it, it all betters everybody, Yeah, you know, with, with everything. And I, I've asked no one for help with stuff like, hey, uh, I'm struggling making this artwork. I mean, it's just not not looking right. Can you look at it? You know, give, you know, give me some tips or something. He's more than happy. I'm not you know, portraying him that he's not willing to share his information. He totally is because he's a nice guy. Ah, he's uh, Canadian, bro. If so, if he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's the most Canadian Canadian we know. So he's, he's always down to help and super friendly. So <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he drinks maple syrup and he, he cuts his pancakes with, uh, with hockey skates. <laughs> uh, he has Nickelback playing in the background. He just don't want to admit it. He's in there with Creed too. With arms right open. They're not Canadian though. Uh, Nickelback is, aren't they? No, Nickelback is Creed's not. Yeah, yeah but I always tease him with Creed too. I mean, hey, I, I've seen Scott Step live. I can't hate. <laughs> <Or> Casino. <laughs> <laughs> but but back to the point I was making with everything is that it just better's yourself, and honestly, having um you know, uh, friends who do the kind of the similar, you know, similar stuff you do at like different, either podcasts, music, 
I, I don't know, any kind of content creating. It's good to have friends who are kind of in the same niche or same style because then you can kind of see, okay, you know, I, I get inspiration from, you know, looking at Nolan's artwork, seeing what you're doing. I get inspiration to go, okay, I see what they're doing. Like I, I take different elements from like a bunch of different people and go, okay, I like how he did that. I, that logo is not going to work with me, but I could do this over here or, you know, this editing's better. I like how, you know, this video looks. So like I take a bunch of different elements from stuff, but also I make it, you know, um, I incorporate into super cool radio mm-hmm. as my, you know, as my own kind of style. But yeah, I, I look at a bunch of different stuff and uh, with that discord, it's really helped see what everyone else is doing and go, okay, how can I, step up my game like honestly brian concerts uh constantly made us he's uh amazing with like the guests he you know the guests he said the interviews he does he honestly he just looks so natural it, feel, it feels so natural for him mm-hmm. just to talk to these people yeah yeah and i did his show too the, the, the dude's killing it right now he's 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 a fun conversation um he's he's one of the lo- longest podcasts i've probably done in the history of me being a guest on podcasts, uh, I think he still holds the title as far as uh, how long we've gone on his show. Knowing how <laughs> long it is, talks. I think uh, I don't think I'm going to top that, but <laughs> maybe come close. You know, you never know. But w- yeah, with him, he just he's got the quick wit. He just feels so natural. Like sometimes for me, I feel like I'm either on. Like the interview went so smooth, I barely had to look at my notes. I didn't have to do too much. The guest was in it. I, you know, into it. I was into it. There's some I do struggle with where, you know, sometimes yeah, I just don't feel feel I feel off. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's, nothing's working right. I can't get anything out of my mouth to say stuff right. Sometimes I mess up stuff. Like it just to me, I'm trying to get that consistent level like where he is, where he just he's just so smooth with everything. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just as many interviews as you do, it's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. You know, and 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 of course, every, people are different. You know. Uh, is one of the things I used to do. Tell my bosses when I was when I used to do work, and you know I had jobs. Like as a manager, you need to learn the personalities of of your workers because you can't approach everybody the same way. You know, you you may be able to talk to you know dickhead one a certain way, but dickhead two, you gotta maybe uh, you know show him. You know, one one maybe can take ver- verbal commands, the other one is more visual. You, you you have to understand that everybody's different. So it's kind of the same concept in, 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 in podcasting, especially, like I said, as, as much as you do and as many people as you interview and how busy you are, you know, not just even on your guests, you know, some people are just shy, but not even on, on the guest side of it, just sometimes yourself, you may just be burnt out. You know what I mean? And then, of course, you, you, I, I've seen the discord, you guys are always striving to look for, you know, better questions, kind of out of the box thinking questions and stuff like that that can wear you down after a while mentally. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's good to just have guests fill them out and, and, and just kind of go with that. And if if you overthink it, that's when the stress starts coming. It's, it's good to just kind of go into an interview. I know for me, anytime I go into an interview, I don't ever have show notes. I'm just like, I'm just going to shoot the shit with this person because I'm used to talking to people. I like talking to people and um, you know, that's cool. I'm glad that you do all this music and stuff or you do all the famous shit that you do. That's awesome. But like, I kind of want to just get to know who you are as a person and then we can touch on all the other stuff as, as we go. Um, just so it feels a little more organic, you know, but everybody's different, man. So you don't have a page of notes like this? Hell no. <laughs> that's too much work for me, bro. I'm lazy. I'm just like, uh, we're going to hit record and let's go. 
like some I, I've done like interviews without a net is what I call it when I just don't have anything prepared and we're just shooting and we're gonna see what happens. I've done that before. Honestly, it's some of my best work just because I know that I have to be on, you know, to be able to do this because if they don't think of something, I gotta think of something. It it is it's a kind of a fun pressure where like you know, this could go either really great or really bad, but I never have any expectations with it. So I think that makes it better. It's like, yeah, this could be a train wreck, but we'll just have to find out. Yeah, my man, I, like, I live my life by jumping off a cliff and building my wings as I'm falling, man. You just build as you go. <laughs> that's right. Or or just be like Wiley Coyote and hold up a sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I do. Like, the reason I have notes, and if anyone's ever wondering why I prepare notes, is because... Sometimes I have to hit like, you know, certain like, hey, this person's going on tour starting, mm -hmm. you know, in August or whatever or something. I have to be prepared to go. If they don't say it, I got to be prepared to say it. That's why. Yeah, or definitely. sometimes like you're I, just more I, professional than I am. So so like yeah. people could take what I say with a grain of salt. I, I, I'm, I'm not a professional uh, podcast or anything like I just I don't approach things like that. I'm just very freestyle, free flowing. So yeah, you go from the, the professional route, and I respect that because I personally can't do that. I don't have the 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 attention span uh, to and work ethic that that it takes to to do that. Especially like I said, as, as many people as you interview to do that over and over, that's just a grind that I I'm not interested in. So I applaud you, and and I'm not worthy, Thank man. <laughs> and like sometimes, like I don't just deal. I you know I love dealing with bands directly. Sometimes that is the best way to get stuff done unfortunately it's like yeah deal with this manager you gotta deal with this pr person so like they tell you like hey make sure to, you have to mention the website in your interview you have to like yeah. well the, the new album's available in may or whatever whatever so like they tell you like, hey, for a reason they're they're on your show for a reason so yeah, yeah that so, makes sense. you know obviously i prepared notes for this because i thought of some really good questions that if i didn't write down i would forget which we're going to be coming to one very shortly and i'm really curious to hear your answer uh, but with that, it just, I feel better knowing that I at least have something instead of looking around going, mm, I don't know what to say. What's you know? your favorite color of paint on walls? Yeah. <laughs> or some stuff. And, you know, sometimes I just click with guests instantly. I've had, you know, some guests that I've, new guests that I've had this season where we just clicked. It was really great. And there's some, it's been, you know, it was been a little bit of a struggle. And, you know, again, I always take full responsibility if interviewed. If interview didn't go well, I always take full for, full responsibility because it is my job as the host to make my guests look the best they can. So that's why it's like I never, I know, I never blame a guest. Like if I didn't think an interview went well, I, you know, it's I, I, it's on me. But sometimes even like when I had interviews where I didn't think it went well, some people are like, oh, that was a really great interview, or that was my favorite you've done. And it's just like, all right, I'll take it. I'm cool with that. It again. Because like I said earlier, you're your own worst critic. Um, I mean, I and, and I can equate that to when I was in bands, man, when I'd play shows. There were times when I was like, oh, man, I fucking played horrible. That show sucked. And I had people coming up to me like, damn, dude, you're fucking badass, bro. And that feeling is just, it, it feels good because you're so down on yourself and you're just like, fuck, man, that, that I could have did way better. Again, you're critiquing yourself because you know how those things are supposed to go didn't go the way you thought it went yet you have somebody on the outside looking in and and you know you could you could be a dick and say oh what's well, the untrained eye looking at but still at the end of the day somebody watched it somebody enjoyed it and so it's and a win a yep it's it, a win it was entertainment for them and i've talked to bands like that i've talked to them after the show and i go hey it was a really great time you know i i really enjoyed your set and 
you know, like, oh, I missed a note on this, and then, you know, I was supposed to do this, and it's like, well, I don't know that. I don't know what your set is. I'm not paying attention to, you know, the bass player's note every time, you know, every time he's playing. I'm looking at everything. And, like, if I'm having a great time, and that's the thing, like, uh, Harrison Ford said, you know, it's a, I don't know if you know that Star Wars, I think it was a Star Wars scene where uh, someone was complaining that their hair didn't look right. And Harrison Ford said, if they're looking at your hair, we have a bigger problem. <laughs> and that's the way I look at it. And sometimes I get caught up with that of, you know, did I say that right? Did I come off like that? And I have to remember that quote is like, if they're paying attention you know, to your hair or something in the background, you have a bigger problem on your hands. Yep. So remember that. I'm, 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 I'm challenging you on that. Remember this part of the show. Remember this conversation. And when you start doubting yourself, come back to this section and watch what you just said. Watch it again. <laughs> With that segue and uh, my Harrison Ford poorly quoting out of the way, um, question for you. Is a hot dog considered a sandwich? That is a very odd question. Um that's why I didn't do any segue for it. I just wanted to go for it. Well, as a poor kid, I have eaten a lot of weenies between sliced bread because I couldn't afford hot dog buns. But I'm going to say no. Purely based on the fact that it is not a sliced deli meat. Well, no, because then that wouldn't work. Because then you would be like, "Well, is PB and J a sandwich?" What 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 about if uh, like you know those um, the Polish sausage? I don't know if you have that in Texas. That's, that's a big thing to, uh, here too. We wrap, but we wrap them in tortillas. Ah, uh, see, that's Texas influence. Yeah, see, like I have country sausage in my in my fridge right now, and we fry it up, and then my wife makes homemade tortillas, and we wrap that bitch in some tortilla. So Dude, I gotta show up for dinner sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I wouldn't even classify that as a taco, though. See, sausage by itself, it, but sausage by itself in a in a tortilla is not a taco. But if you cut it up and you put egg in it with it, then that's a sausage egg taco. Damn it, I'm overthinking this. This is what I wanted to. I wanted to <laughs> see where you would go with this. <laughs> so I want to say short answer no because. Hot dogs are icon iconically known to be in a hot dog bun, right? And you don't say, can I get a hot dog sandwich? You say, can I get a hot dog? Just a hot dog. Whereas, you know, well, because then even then, if you order a Reuben, you don't say, can I get a Reuben sandwich? You just say, can I get a Reuben? Or, um, what about a meatball sub? I don't classify that as a sandwich either. That's a That's a fucking hoagie. <laughs> subs to me are hoagies they're not sandwiches um so what's a submarine sandwich then it's still a hoagie i feel like it's in hoagie bread <laughs> but it said i said sandwich though oh man <laughs> I don't know. this is a conversation i was really looking forward to i want to go i want to go with my answer is going to be if you think a hot dog is a sandwich then bless your heart a hot dog is a sandwich um, I'm going to say that a hot dog is a hot dog and a sandwich is a sandwich um, because for me, fuck, because for me, a sandwich typically has two slices of bread, right? That's yep. what classifies it as a sandwich. With a hot dog, I don't eat hot dogs that way. If I do eat hot dogs in a sandwich type bread, uh, I still fold the bread as, as, as if it was a hot dog bun. So 
Maybe that's how I'll classify it. If if you're eating your hot dog, if you're cutting up your hot dog and you're eating it with two pieces of bread and you're eating it this way, um, then sure, it's a sandwich. Um, but if you're taking the weenie and you're putting it on bread and you're eating it this way and you're folding the bread, I still classify that as a hot dog. That I guess that's the best way I can answer it. <laughs> uh, I love that. That question was brought to you by uh, my friend Mike Miller, by the way. Shout out to him because he gave me the idea. I wanted to ask you specifically because <laughs> I knew I, we were talking about you, you were talking about an answer or a question you were giving us about dessert or something. You said you you really uh, gave a huge drawn out answer and you overthought it. I got That's asked about cake. cake. Yeah, I got asked about cake versus pie, and I had to decide which one I went. I ultimately went with pie. But uh, I was, yeah, I was questioning, like, is a brownie considered a pot or a cake? And we, we went down a whole fucking crazy, just like this, we went down a crazy rabbit hole. Because, right. yeah, I, I, the only way I can simplify it would be if it's two, if you're using two pieces of bread, to me, that's a sandwich. If you're using a long piece of bread, you're still getting two, but that looks like a hot dog bun, but it, it's considered a hoagie, um, which is a type of sandwich. So, yes, it is a sandwich, but it's a hoagie. Hot dog buns, I've never seen anybody really put sandwich makings in a hot dog bun. Uh, typically, I've always seen sausage. Them. I've seen yeah. sausage in a hot dog bun. But even then, it, it, it's the same shape as a hot dog. So, yeah, yeah I would go with if you're going to one piece of bread, you're going to one one bread it, it's a hot dog. But if, you, if you're some weirdo that cuts your hot dogs in half and then puts it, two pieces of bread on it, uh, then, it, I, yeah, you got a hot dog sandwich, I guess. <laughs> Okay, I, I and I wanted to not have a segue from that on purpose, just for you didn't know where I was going with that one. I'm never gonna look at hot dogs the fucking same now. I'm gonna have that question pop up every time I eat a damn hot dog. You think of me every time. Yep. <laughs> you're gonna you know, unwrap a hot dog and go, "Damn it, Matthew." <laughs> I can't tell my wife that out of context though, because she's like, "Why are you thinking about a man and a hot dog?" <laughs> I have to make sure I make the context very clear with her before. Uh... <laughs> so when when's the next time you're having uh, hot dogs? Uh, we don't eat hot dogs a lot in this house, by the way. Okay. So good. Okay, well, then do country sausage. That's about it. But like I said, we cut it up and then we we throw it in uh, 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 tortillas and then any that we have left over the next morning, I'll cut it up and I'll take some scrambled eggs and I'll mix it with some eggs and then we'll have egg and sausage tacos. That sounds good. That sounds really good. I, I, I earned this double chin, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm actually trying to lose weight, so you know I have to. In person interviews are, seasons coming up, and I got to look good. Yeah, I'm actually I'm glad we're sitting down because my daughter had me. She wanted me to work out with her the other day, and she was doing a little kid workout on YouTube. And they were doing all kinds of squats and cardio type stuff. So right now my legs hurt really bad. So I'm glad we're sitting down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm doing yoga later than that. I just started getting back into DDP yoga. Hi, uh, pro tip for everybody: don't if you if you've been doing it for a while and then you took like a month off or two months off or three months off or however long, um, don't think you could come back and do exactly what you were doing last year. It is a bad <laughs> idea. I do not recommend it. Ease back into it. Yep, definitely. That is uh, from my experience, but I'm getting back into it. And uh, it's honestly really good. I'm, I didn't plan on doing a segue or uh, planning uh, to do an advertisement for DDP Yoga, but honestly, I do recommend it. I'm not getting paid for this, even though if DDP would, I would really like it. Or if he 
or if I could get a video with him giving me a diamond cutter, either way. <laughs> yeah, I would love, I would, I, I, I thought about doing it. So now that I know somebody personally that actually does it, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to look into it because I've thought about it. I was like, I wonder if that works because I've, I've, I've seen his, the stories that he sh shared and I'm like, oh, I wonder if it works or if that's just a selling point. But uh, right. I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust your, uh, your, uh, your, uh, whatever, how about your, uh, what's the word? Um, your backing, I guess. Of, of DDP yoga. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely look into it. So for me, what it's really been helping with is like my flexibility. I think that's like kind of the biggest thing I've noticed with like the flexibility in like my hips and back because yeah. I would be going to a chiropractor and I would always be like locked up and stuff. And what I've really noticed when I started doing it is that stuff's moving easier. I'm feeling better. Like I'm actually able to do stuff more, uh, you know, like more flexibility, like more um, kind of stamina too. So that's kind of the biggest things I've noticed. I, I you know, we're not extreme cases of, you know, people having severe disability with like mobility. So I can't really tell you about, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I just, I, I want to stretch enough to where I can brush my teeth without having a goddamn back spasm. That's a thing <laughs> when you get older and it sucks. <laughs> well, I have that to look forward to in 10 years. <laughs> All right. So uh, as we're obviously length, lengthy into this uh, interview. Um, it is now time for the Hall of Fame, uh, for the game show, which is Hall of Fame or not. I had no one to guess the head, uh, headliner. A lot of work with that. I had to go in some very sketchy forums and find information that may or may not be true. I didn't feel like doing this time. So I went to Wikipedia, a very reliable source, by the way. Uh, Vet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is Hall of Fame or not. I will give you 10 musicians or bands or solo projects or, you know, whatever. Uh, you have to tell me if they're in the Hall of Fame or not. Uh, so you either yes or no. If you give me a maybe, I'm going to shut this down. <laughs> All right. Well, I have to think about Hall of Fame really is known for uh, picking some, some, some really bad artists sometimes. So this should be interesting. <laughs> All right. So the first one up is Van Morrison. Hmm. If you don't know who Van Morrison is, I will shut this down right now. <laughs> You'll probably not like the fact that I do know who Van Morrison is. I like but Van Morrison. I don't actually know a lot of Van Morrison music. All uh, you need is all you need is uh was uh Moon Dance? There's Moon Dance or Moonwalk? Moon Dance, mm -hmm. Moon Dance. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hmm. I'm gonna go with yes. Because I, I the way I'm thinking is that the way that they like to set up things, it would be funny to have Van Morrison in the Hall of Fame, but not Van Halen. So I'm going to go with, yeah, they're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Off to a good start. You are correct. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'll pre-text this for people to know who this is. 90s alternative artist Beck. Ooh. Beck. Do you know who Beck is? <laughs> I, I do. Okay. I do. Um, again. Not a huge fan of them, but I, I am aware of them. I'm gonna say I think my answer is gonna be no, but I'm gonna say because I feel like if they were they <laughs> I think if they had to pick, it would have been down to like Beck and Alanis Morissette. <laughs> And they would be like, oh, no, Alanis Morissette's way better. We'll put her in. So I'm going to go with no with Beck. 
I think Joseph is, uh, I think you've been part of like the uh, the meetings for the Hall of Fame. You're probably the one guy who says, no, let us more set, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, listen to this guy. You're right. You're two for two. Yeah. All right. Uh, T-Rex. Like from Jurassic Park? I didn't even know he made music. He did have yeah. a good voice at the very end. Uh, <laughs> he can get this, the, the growling down. Um, okay, so I don't even know who T-Rex is. They're an 80s rock band. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, 80s rock band is I enough. Think early 70s. I think some, around that era is what I'm saying. So 70s, 80s rock band, based off of my context clues, Rock band would tell me no, but because they are a name that most people don't know, I'm leaning towards yes. So um, knowing how they are in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to say yes, based on the fact that they are not known and they got picked over bands that people think should have been in the Hall of Fame. I will say I really like uh, your uh, your your logic and your way of doing things. You are correct. You were three for three. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till uh, I got some good ones in here. People, you know, people knew these. That's great. Mm -hmm. you, it, it's gonna get interesting. All right, I'm ready, man. Let's do it. I'm I'm on a high right now. I didn't even think I was gonna get any of these. <laughs> <laughs> no expectations turns out to be the best. Right. <laughs> All right. Number four is Pat Benatar. Hmm. That is Reptar's uncle from the Rugrats. So <laughs> I'm going to go with what genre of music is that? Uh, I, I would say disco and pop. I would say disco pop. Yeah. That does fit as Reptar's uncle. <laughs> Reptar. What was their, um, I'm trying to think of some of her biggest hits. See, uh, you can tell I did not prep to actually give clues about this stuff because I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, off of what you told me, you said is like disco music. Okay. And we've established that he's Reptar's uncle. Reptar is the dinosaur from Rugrats. Tommy Pickles is the younger version of Pitbull. Pitbull is a rap artist. So I'm going to go with they are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, for first uh, knock on you, ah! you're the Hall of Fame. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. You're still three for four, which is pretty good. <laughs> so you're batting seventy five percent, which is probably you know better than that's better know, than my grades in high school. Let's go. <laughs> and, and you're better than the Astros. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch baseball, so. <laughs> okay. Well, take my word for it. I'm I'm like Leonard from Big Bang Theory. I just open my shirt and says, "Yay, sports!" <laughs> I just say, "Go team!" a lot. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. I I hope. Okay. So you knew. I threw you some people you didn't know. If you don't know who this band is, I'm gonna be gravely disappointed. Soundgarden. Sound? Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Soundgarden. Yes. Oh man, Soundgarden in the Hall of Fame. It's a good one, isn't it? It is. I will give you context. So um, to the only qualification to get in the Hall of Fame is you have to have an album that is 25 years ago or later. 
That has to be your first album. Hmm. That's all the context I have. <laughs> well, based on fuck, because they're a really good band. They are. And the Hall of Fame doesn't like that. They don't. <laughs> but they do have dead members. Unfortunately. Hmm. I'm going to go into my Jesus Christ pose. And I'm going to say this purely because I'm hoping they are. But I'm going to say yes. Run into a little bit of bad times. They are not in the Hall of Fame, which is, by the yeah. way, a huge travesty. If anyone, honestly, if someone's got to start a position to get the sound guard in the Hall of Fame, they should truly be in the Hall of Fame. I am saying that. No BS. That is just me shooting. They should be in the Hall of Fame. See, and I was going to go with no because it, it seems like those were one of those. It's that type of band. Why the Hall of Fame gets so much shit because it's like kind of like a, a no brainer. They should be. But I was I was looking at it like, well, because they have they are an iconic band. And because there's members that aren't here anymore, that would have maybe pushed them. But the fact that they're not in it. Yeah, that's a travesty, man. It truly is. It really is. <laughs> Damn. All right. At number six, we have The Cure. Ha! Uh, you're about to make this boy cry. And boys don't cry. Um, so you're familiar with The Cure, I assume. Yes, but I'm, on popular opinion, not a huge fan. Hey, I'm not either. <laughs> I know I know of The Cure. Um, I, I listen to The Cure... Sadly, because I was trying to get laid by some girls that liked The Cure. So I pretended like I liked The Cure just to get my dick wet. Did um, it work? Hold on, before you, before you say yes or no, did it work? Well, let's just say that um, <laughs> they got me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> see, I'm all, see, I'm all for faking it if, that's, if, if stuff like that is involved. I will... <laughs> 100% condone that. I will say, yes, I don't like The Cure. Well, it wasn't even so much that I was like, I love The Cure. I want, It wasn't that. It was just when they put on The Cure, I knew not to make fun of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just was like, oh, okay. Um, so that was before there was Netflix and chill. There was going to a girl's house and listening to music that they liked in like a dark or a low lit room. That was a thing. Um and sometimes drugs were, were involved, sometimes not. But uh, you had to suffer through some shit. And The Cure, the sorry Cure guys, Wanda. but it was one of those bands that... And typically bands that I don't like will grow on me. Like um, there's a band that my wife likes, um, Skillet. And uh, wasn't really oh, into Skillet when I first heard them. Started to grow on me. Because, uh, yeah, they're just like, um, they're the wish of uh, Linkin Park. Like when your when your mom says we have Lincoln Park at home, you get skillet. Uh, <laughs> but I digress. Um, <laughs> the Cure, Hall of Fame or not? Yeah, hey, that's my line. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm okay. I'm gonna say this because I, I feel based on the way you reacted with Soundgarden, and then you you bring the Cure up right after. Based on your response of Soundgarden not being in the Hall of Fame, something tells me that these fuckers are. So I'm going to go with The Cure is in the Hall of Fame. 
I gotta get a better, uh, be better at hosting this because <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> so you, but uh, that emotion was pure raw emotion that I completely agree with. So, yeah, I, I, I am there with you. That I mean, I and and I don't want to take away from the cure. They they deserve it. They they definitely were they staples. Yeah, and they and they they definitely brought something to the table. Um, you know, but. Just because I don't like them doesn't mean that they weren't um, influence influential on other bands and other artists. Um, same way with Beatles. I'm not a huge fan of Beatles, but I know that they they had their their moment in 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 the music industry and they stamped it, and so they earned that. So I, I may not like them. Same way as I may not really care for the Cure, but I respect the Cure. I respect what they what they the the, the road that they paved for musicians. So. I definitely agree, and now you've kind of figured out my pattern with stuff, with how I laid this out. All right, next up at number seven is Devo. Dio? Because Dio's awesome. I Devo. know Dio's awesome. Devo. It's a song, Whip It. Oh, okay. Boom, 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 boom. So yeah, I <laughs> to give more context. Yeah, because I was thinking Debo from Friday. I was like, I didn't know he could sing. <laughs> <laughs> Must be because his eyes crooked. Rest in peace, dude. I know he's. I know he's dead now. But <laughs> um, well, see, no. Oh God. Okay. So this is what I'm thinking. This band was a one-hit wonder type band because that's really you name the song that everybody knows. Um, and they were around the time when what, like Huey and Lewis and the News were around, probably. I think 80s. Yeah. Okay. Um. Little it's poppy, yeah, it's that new wave pop type sound. Okay, yep. um, but I don't know if you would get. Is the Hall of Fame that much of dickheads that they would put a band, a one hit wonder band, in? Like, a part of me wants to say yes, but then the other part of me is like, no, nah, I don't think they're that much of a dickhead. They went on tour with the what, uh, Arcade Fire in 2014. They opened. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I, I, an ironic hipster, so I don't even give two shits about that band either. Um, <laughs> I have a VCR because <clears throat> I like watching shitty music or shitty movies. Ironically, oh, go fuck yourself. Um, I'm gonna say, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm gonna say no because I, I I feel like because they were one hit wonders, it's still not enough to 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 solidify them in this shitty hall of fame that we have and it's in cleveland give it some respect i do every time i go to take a shit <laughs> so, are you, what are you going with i'm sorry the only time the browns will get to the super bowl <laughs> see i know sports <laughs> i don't even know browns are in cleveland <laughs> they are okay <laughs> I think, or did they move Did they move? that's what i, I said i know they used to be when i was younger i don't know if they're still in cleveland or not i don't know anyway your answer <laughs> but he, lebron couldn't get him championships so who cares <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to shit on that team every time the spurs played them so but yeah i'm gonna go with no <laughs> you're good all right so you i only are... missed what, two yeah so two far? so far all right all right this is where stuff gets very wacky Okay. I hope you're ready. I'm not. Like All it right. hasn't been wacky already. Uh -huh. nope. We're gonna we're gonna turn up the notch here. All right, let's oh, go. We are. <laughs> uh, so at number eight is the band. Yes. Ooh. Yes. 
Another band, very influential. A band that I feel would fall, probably fall into a lot of people's underrated category because it's a band that really they put out the hits, but I don't think people when like I think people would and and I'm I'm talking about me as well. I think there's a lot of yes songs that people don't realize it's yes. They know the songs, but but if you're like, hey, who is this? Well, fuck, I don't know, but I know the song. Um, yes, yeah, I, I feel like they would be a type of band that would probably get lucky enough to be in the Hall of Fame because they are underrated, because they weren't at the forefront. But I feel like they did a lot of tours with a lot of really big bands, maybe even some overrated bands. Hmm. Interesting. I like this one. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes to yes. You're giving, you're giving yes to yes? Yes. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. The, re- the reason I wanted to put yes is because, see, because I said the word yes, people would assume to say yes. Mm-hmm. It's correct. Or they're trying to be that. Or I'm um, trying to trip you up. Yeah, or they're trying to be that guy. Like, ha! I say no to yes. Ha ha! Funny. But I had to break <laughs> it down. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Next one, Dolly Parton. Oh, I love her. So she's a country artist, which ironically. It's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yet it's more pop and country artists that tend to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Good observation. She is a big female artist in country. She has very big titties. Um, Very good point. Very um, good point. She's had a fuck ton of hits. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go a yes with Dolly Parton. Cause she is, she's, a, she's a legend. She's, she's up there. She's iconic. And like I said, because she's country, um, I feel like the rock and roll hall of fame said, we need Dolly Parton to be part of our rock and roll hall of fame. So we'll give it to a country artist. So I'm gonna go with yes. Unfortunately, they've never said that they uh, wanted her in the Hall of Fame because it's a no. Wow, interesting. I was surprised. I thought she was. I really yeah. thought, I thought she was. Wait, and so my next question is, Is do you know if Willie Nelson is? I didn't get that far in my research. Okay, because I'll say, because if he's in it, if he's not in it, then it would make sense why she's I not the in it. the Highwaymen are, and he is part of the Highwaymen. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. So, no, I, Dolly Parton, again, just like Soundgarden, I'm going to say this. It's a travesty. She is not in the Hall of Fame, and she definitely should be. Yeah. Wow. I learned something today. <laughs> well, you're gonna, I think you're going to like this one. So, rounding out number 10. So, currently, you've missed three. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. So, let's see if you can uh, cap it off with the, good, with the correct answer. It is Jay-Z. Oh, God. Uh, not my favorite rapper. Mm, dare I say overrated? 
Um, I mean, he has some songs. He has some songs, but um, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not part of that uh, Jay Z Beyonce love fest. Uh, don't really care for him. Um, even though Beyonce is is a Texan, still not a fan. Uh, I mean, I was Destiny Child's fan. I was. I was. I was a Destiny Child. That solo. Yeah, but the whole when she changed your name to whatever the fuck it was, Sasha Fierce or whatever. Uh, she can we don't go, talk about that. Yeah, she can go lick a titty. I don't care about that. Um, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm not. Jay-Z. Now, I would, I would say, knowing Jay-Z's career, he is, if you're looking at a financial standpoint and record standpoint, Jay-Z is definitely top dog. Um, and for rappers, I will, I, I could see, I could see him in the running. And if I try to take away my fanboyness of it, cause I, if I'm thinking like mainstream rappers, like Tupac should be on that list for sure. Um, so if Jay Z's in the Hall of Fame but Tupac isn't, that's kind of fucked up. Um, even somebody like Easy E, even though Easy E didn't really have that initial flow, he kind of got that from Dr. Dre. Um, well, NWA in general, Ice Cube. I think Ice Cube is more talented than Jay Z. But is he in the Hall of Fame? Let's see. I'd like to use a lifeline. <laughs> oh, shit. Here. shit. Wrong show. Um, yeah, uh, we don't have uh, any money to afford that. <laughs> um, so on your own. Damn. How many have I missed so far? Three? Yes, you've missed three. Oh, man. I'm getting close to only getting half right. Um, Jay-Z in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to have to go with... Okay, so purely based on the fact that I think he is overrated and, and the, the impact that he has had as a not only a rapper, but as a businessman uh, with the success of everything outside of his rap career, I think that may play into it as much as that seems odd. Um, you can never really judge the Hall of Fame on how they do this stuff. Um, so I wanna, I'm going to preface it that as well and just say based on his entire career outside of his rap career, I think that may have helped him. So I'm going to go with Jay-Z. Yes, is in the Hall of Fame. Was that a question or a statement? Yes, final answer. <laughs> you can't put off on a high note. He is in the Hall of Fame. That's bullshit. But Soundgarden's not? And Dolly Parton either. That's Hall of Fame. What the fuck? You guys deserve all the hate you get. Shit. Okay, <laughs> I learned more about the Hall of Fame today than I even to pay attention to my entire life now i understand why they get hate so much hate jesus christ i know and it took eight years for alice cooper to go in the hall of fame not right and honestly the reason i did this was just to show that dolly parton's not in the hall of fame and jay-z is also to answer some of your questions nwa is in the hall of fame they are okay yeah so that to me i feel like that's more well deserved because they paved the way for the gangster hip-hop type of stuff so okay well that i guess 
eases it a little bit, but still. There's honestly some people I really like, true, like in, influential people that like not many people know, like Bad Brain's not on the Hall of Fame. Link Ray is not on the Hall of Fame. Stuff like that where those people were so influential on, you know, obviously punk music, is, I it's still considered in the rock category in my opinion. Mm. So like to, for them not to be in the Hall of Fame, I think, again, is a travesty. But I kind of feel, if I may, that the great punk bands would probably reject reject that anyway. If, they would, if, they would. if they're being genuinely a punk, um, I think the punk thing is not to 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 fall into the system. You're Damn right. the man, bro. <laughs> well, the Sex Pistols are in just because they got nominated. They didn't show up to the ceremony, but they're in. But with with Link Ray, I think people should know about him just of how influential he was and obviously he's not around anymore so no one can tell you unless mm-hmm. they're you know they know who he is so that's the one that's the way i'm looking at it for at least with him yeah man so, that yeah. that was a fun game thanks for having me on that man that was that was interesting I, yeah and uh so yeah, opening. You, you got seven out of ten uh which means you don't get anything uh i'm now going to throw this paper and hopefully it doesn't hit me in the face Damn it! I was trying to use my my forces to be like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as we wrap it up this interview now, um, kind of just uh, some things uh, obviously about about you, but also about that your co-host, basic ass dudes with Nolan Gunther. Uh, what's kind of the plans with that? Where is that going to be going? Oh man! Uh, well, basic ass dudes is um, kind of on a mini hiatus, um, but. We plan on doing more stuff. We're just trying to get the time to get together. Again, he's in Canada. I'm in Texas. Um, and then so trying to find time to record um, is is it's troublesome at times. But um, the show is still doing things. We Like I said, we have a lot planned that we want to, to get to. Um, just trying to make the time to do that. I heard a super cool guy might be on there, too. You never know. We are planning to have. Uh, I do want to have you on soon. Now that we, I, I was oh, waiting till. Yes, sir. I was. I was waiting till we did this uh, initial interaction uh, because we did have this planned. But I, I do plan on having Matt on. Uh, we are working on a mini series that is going to be under the Basic Ass Dudes uh, platform. But we are going to talk about some things that interest both me and Matt that Nolan has kindly said, I don't know anything about it. You guys have fun. Um, and that's so, cooking, right? Uh, yes. Cook, cooking Indian food and um, any other uh, kind of Asian cuisine. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to Rams- Gordon Ramsay the fuck out of it. Now, we're going to talk about wrestling. Uh, as you saw in the beginning of this, we kind of covered a little bit of wrestling. We're going to go and dive deeper into it and just make it basic as shit. Um, so I finally found another wrestling fan that we can kind of dive into that with. So we're going to have some fun with that. Um, we do have, (laughs) we do have some, uh, we have a lot of stuff planned for, for basic ass dudes. So definitely if you haven't checked us out, go check us out. Now we have 10 episodes out. Uh, we do spotlight a band at the end of every show. Um, so, you know, again, tip our hat to super cool radio, uh, cause that's kind of where we, wanted to go we wanted to align ourselves with shows like super cool radio so we give the attention to bands every episode um our 10th episode was a recap of all the bands that were on the first nine episodes and we've kind of decided we want to do that every 10 episodes we're going to recap the, the previous bands in the in the nine episodes before that's, it. A good, that's a solid idea I... 
And we, we, we came up with that with Nolan's one year anniversary where he kind of went the whole radio route with, with his musical guests. Um, you know, I wonder, and again, we, I wonder who we got that idea from. <laughs> that's, that's what was, it's so cool that like, that's what I love about our discord. That's what I love about our podcast community is that we, we, we basically pull from each other. And like you said earlier in the show, it just makes us all that much better. Um, and like I said, not only are we building a podcast community, but we're building a band community as well. We, 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 we share each other's uh, the, the, the bands that we communicate with. We network with each other. We send them to the other podcasts. And, and so if you're in a band and you want to be part of this community, reach out to one of us, reach out to Matt, let him know that you want to be on super cool radio. Um, I'm sure he'll set up an interview with you. Um, just be prepared to know that he has a lot of guests, so he'll find you in there. Uh, but he'll play your music. If you're a metal band, I do a one hour show on super cool radio um, under the name brutal block um, every Tuesday at noon. So if you're a metal band, reach out to Matt, let him know. We'll get you on the brutal block and we'll spin some of your music with DJ JC. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then, like I said, it will, it just, it's a trickle down effect. You know, you super cool radio brutal block and Nolan will, will pick up on it and you have every podcast. I love is dead. You have concerts that made us, uh, you have LTD or LTE, uh, Let Us Talk Entertainment. Um, there's so many podcasters that we have, and we're constantly growing. Bands are growing as well. So, you know, we 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 we're going. Cognitive discourse will eventually uh, start doing more interviews. I've done a couple interviews. I've interviewed a couple bands. I've interviewed a couple friends and family members. Um, but with the, my living situation, the way I want to interview is I actually want to do in person type interviews um, with video chat interviews. But I also still want to have that. Uh, in-person type interview so when i talk about topics that are really kind of like you want to find that common ground i want to be able i feel like i can get a more genuine response and reaction if i'm sitting in the same room with somebody um, i definitely agree with that that's why like i i love doing in person that's why like i told you about in-person interview season coming up because like march and april uh, they're stacked with in-person interviews just Cause it's fun. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think I get a better interview out of the person because instead of you know a screen and you know sometimes with the audio it's hard to pick up on what people are saying. With right there, you can definitely tell, and you know I think you get a better interview out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my dog just heard my wife move, so he's over here. Look, he's not even paying it. He just barks just cause. He's literally laying there like making noise. My dog's he's not he's old. He's not there. But yeah, go back to what I say. Yeah, like um, and especially with with cognitive discourse. Um, if you haven't heard it, um, and you if this is the first time you're seeing me, go check out my solo podcast, The Cognitive Discourse. We have new episodes come out every Friday. Um, and if I miss a Friday, it's because my dumbass just forgot that it was Friday, and I forgot to put one out. I forgot to put one out this last Friday. But bear with me. Uh, I I have a lot of spinning plates, and trying to stay on top of everything is kind of gets overwhelming at times. But Cognitive Discourse, I do talk about a lot of topics that interest me. It may be things that you don't uh, uh, agree with, but definitely I welcome anybody to come and listen. And my only suggestion to new listener to listen new listeners is to uh, come with an open mind, man. Come with an open mind, open heart, uh, and, and understand that what I'm saying. I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. It's my opinion, and I'm I'm open to to dialogue and open to um, having you. Um, I always extend that olive branch. You're more than welcome to email my show if there's a topic that I talk about that you wanna wanna have your opinion read on the show. Uh, you can always email me, and and I'm not a hard person to get a hold of as much as Matt thinks I am. Uh, like I said, it's just 
that's who I have representing me. So, uh. <laughs> but in all serious, like I, I'm gonna leave some links in the description for people to check out. But no, in all serious, that was just a very fun video. And I obviously, as you were telling me before this, people have taken it out of context, unfortunately, instead of in the realm of this is just a funny video because I'm wearing oh. an NWA shirt and a do rag. <laughs> that guy, the the guy, and the guy that we're referring to is he was trying to he was trying to find a way that he could get under my skin and try to get a reaction out of me. So, so I, I, yeah, so I, I feel like he took that video um, and tried to spin it to fit his narrative. Um, and he, he failed miserably. Um, but I think for the most part, everybody, at least in my camp, everybody that saw the video thought it was yeah, funny. Exactly. They loved what we were doing. And then when my response came out, uh, I, I, it was, it was fun. Um, and I hope to see uh, more of that, type of style coming from you as far as um if guests are willing to to go that route with you and and, and do some parody type stuff um i think it's i think it's fun on 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 both ends um both being a fan watching it and being a part of it so it, it was a, it was a good time and i well the, the and the point i was making is you you were very responsive with stuff you're you know either the same day or you know obviously you have you know life you know and family and everything so at least you know it's the next day so you're very responsive with stuff so don't uh <laughs> don't get that confused with him he he actually will yeah and i and i am pretty busy as far as like i got all the podcasts i do cognitive discourse i, I do basic ass dudes i do all the editing for that the video editing um and then i'm also still trying to write music i do the brutal block i have a new show coming out uh probably next wednesday is when i'm gonna drop it. i don't know when this episode is gonna drop but Hopefully next Wednesday, I'm going to be dropping a new uh, show, which is funny. You brought up Dolly Parton because it is a show called The Backwoods and it is uh, country music. So I'm playing like old school country, old outlaw type of, of country um, because I'm a, I am a fan of that type of music. Um, not too much into pop music, pop country, but the old school country, I, I definitely get down with. Um, and so I'm doing all of that. And then, of course, um, being a part of the podcast community, these guys keep me busy with sharpening my talents. I am a person that is, in, I, I, I aspire to be not only a podcaster and a musician, but I like doing voice acting. I like doing background music jingles. I like trying to, to do Foley and stuff like that. And so I have people like Matthew, people like Nolan, people like Isaac who reach out to me and, and ask me to create things for them for their shows. And I oblige them because one, they're my bros. Um, two, I'm, I'm able to uh, learn the craft and get better at it. Um, and so it, it's I do it out of, out of love and out of out of joy for them and their shows. Um, so I try to be as, as responsive as I can. But um, I am I, like I said, I do have a lot of spinning plates, but don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. Um, you know, that's kind of what I wanted the cognitive discourse to be originally was a place that people could come. They could they could say what they want freely without judgment. Um, they don't even have to get my opinion. They can just write in and and vent. If they want to just vent about something, um, they can write it to me. If they're poets and they want me to read some of their poetry, they can send it my way. Um, my Cognitive Discourse YouTube, I have some poetry that I uploaded myself that I, again, voice acting, wanted to recreate that stuff and bring it to life. It's got background music. It's got imagery. It's got you know, uh, voice acting, it's got all that type of stuff. Um, I want people to have a place where they can let their creative juices flow and, and have an outlet for that. So if you're a music, uh, musician, you're a poet, um, you know, you're a writer, you want, you have short stories or a monologue that you want me to, to reenact, you know, send it my way. Um, 
you know, I, that, that, that's what this whole thing is at, at its core. And this is what I wanted it to be. And we're starting to see it slowly take shape with the community on both podcasting and bands. And so I'm super excited. I'm in probably the best mood I've ever been in years. Um, this year, last year, um, have been super awesome, super fun, and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. And uh, like I said, I love seeing you grow. Uh, congratulations on your 700 followers, by the way, on Instagram. Um, you know, I may not respond all the time, or you may just see me share something and you think I'm sharing blindly, but I do pay attention. Um, even though I'm not able to listen to everybody's episode and every time they release something, um, you know, again, you're a podcaster, you understand that. I, I do 100% support people. And if I say that I like something, um, even outside of our community, if you're listening to this and you're in a band or you're a podcaster, you send me your stuff, I'm more than happy to share it. And I only share what I like. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm, like I said, I'm rooting for everyone, man. I just want people, creative people to just put their stuff out there. And I think that's a, it's a great mindset. And before we go, I have to honestly, I got to thank you for not only all the support you've given me since we've met, but also if anyone didn't know, he hosts, you know, Brutal Block, as as he said, which if you like metal, you would definitely get your taste of a bunch of different metal and just good stuff. And some stuff, honestly, it should be getting airtime that's not. So definitely check that out. It's Tuesdays at noon Eastern time on Super Cool Radio. That'll be on our podcast, Anchor.fm. So make sure to check that out. As I said, I will leave some links for the, all of that in the description. But also, i got to give a big thank you. Um, to uh, one of our great shirt logos, actually I don't have one. I probably have to. I do have to get one. Is the boombox uh, logo, as everyone is now calling it. Uh, that was designed by this man right here. It's on uh, the Threadless store for Super Cool Radio. Definitely check it out because it does look truly super cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I I, I noticed that people have been calling it the boombox logo, and I'm like, I like that because you know I. I I didn't even think of a name for the logo. I just wanted to put something together that um, I felt kind of fit what you were going for. So to to see people commenting, saying that they like that logo, um, it I do feel uh, proud for it. But I'm I'm also very proud that it works so well for your show. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I, I I'm rooting for you, and and uh, I hope you get a ton of sales on on that on that design um, purely because again I respect what you do uh and i'm honored to be a part of not only super cool radio here uh but also that you allowed me to dj uh every week on your show um it's just it's 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 an honor it keeps me humbled and uh yeah man i i'm looking forward to what the rest of the year is going to bring man definitely i like the way this year like it didn't start off great but honestly once february now as we're almost into march now that that's really been like turning the corner like honestly I kind of stopped caring, you know, again, I was like, kind of stopped caring about like what was going on outside of me out of, out of my control. I can't control it, you know? So I, I've got to focus on what I'm doing. And honestly, that mentality has really helped me to actually get, uh, get stuff going and just, you know, not waste my energy on stuff that is not worth my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, as, as you progress, as you grow, people are going to come in and out of your life and, and, you know, of course, it's the, the hard part is to see if they're um, genuine about wanting to be a part of what you're doing or if they're trying to leech off of you. That's a whole other demon in itself. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think you're you're learning 
to find people who are like-minded and people who are truly rooting for you and, and wanting to help you. And, um, you know, as long as you stay focused on what you're doing, um, the right people will come into your life. The right opportunities will come into your life. And, um, you know, like I said, you're, you're one of the few, um, within this community that we have that you, you, you definitely have something. And like I said, we've talked about it privately. Um, you have, uh, a reach that I don't think that you're fully aware of. Um, but I think you're getting there. Um, you're definitely influential. Um, and there's, there's, there's a lot of room to grow and, um, you know, I see it, I have faith in you. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, like I said, I'm excited to see where you go. I'm glad that you're keeping your head down. You're staying away from the drama and you're doing what you need to do to make your brand grow and make you as an individual grow. Um, but just remember, stay humble, uh, and don't get a big head. Um, and even if you do, you got plenty of people in your corner that are going to knock you down a peg or two and say, Hey man, you know, don't forget where you came from. Um, but those same people are also rooting you on. So good job, man. Well, I really appreciate it. I think that is a really great way to wrap it up before you make me, you know, my run. <laughs> <laughs> or Joseph Carrasco of the Cognitive Discourse, Among War and Basic Ass Dudes. I am your host, as always, the Spirit of Super Cool Radio himself, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. Stay frosty.